0: we are a devastated people. The Bane War has ripped our planet apart. The civilized races have clustered into fearful tribes. For fifty years we isolated ourselves and then, slowly, the people have begun to come out of hiding. The darkest days are behind us. The world of Ruberine is a dangerous place. While we're in a time of relative peace, there has been steady increase in raids and pillaging by aberrant beasts, and attacks by monsters whose living areas seem to be encroaching upon our civilized lands. Rumors abound that there's a dark force causing unrest in the underworld, and it is seeping up to the surface. Wise men say this is because tainted artifacts from the Bane War remain in the ground and corrupt living things that get too close to them. Only now, another threat is rising, one that we did not suspect, that we never thought would harm us, that we trusted, and they turned on us. We did not know that they would cause so much carnage. But they aren't like the others. Their eyes are green. Solid green. When they look at you, you can tell they have no soul. If you survive, you will never forget their gaze. And now, the Guild of Geeks is proud to present Ruberine, the Lost Ones. 4th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign in the late Heroic tier.
1: Hi, I'm Rob, and I play the arrogant, confident, successful, highly anticipated, never-without-a-perfect-hit rogue doppelganger named Black. I am Kyle Farron and I play an outgoing but sober
2: dwarf fighter named Bopper Stoudars.
3: My name is Jenny, I play Nikolai, who is a pirate, a thief,ling
2: warlock, with a terrible accent. Hi, I'm Jared, and I play Pangold Joysword, a goofy, virtuous, human,
4: paladin-barbarian. I'm Simon, I play Dow Tumal, a very jolly, food-loving cleric. And I'm human.
0: My name is Jeremy, I play the character of Elric, a dwarven sorcerer born during a storm and cast out from his clan. And I'm DM Samuel and my job is to facilitate this adventure so let's get to it
5: so i'm just going to go down the line so jenny tell us about your character okay not 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 oh, necessarily on. sorry not necessarily like a lot of background information just uh, name race class what you're what you envision for the for the character at well, this moment.
3: I think you have to make an Arcana check of 25 or better, and I'll give you a uh, name, type, keywords, powers, resistances. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh,
4: Damn you, uh, GM. It,
3: yeah. uh, <laughs> I didn't use a Game Master screen for the first two years, so I ended up memorizing everything. So uh yeah it just pops out. I'm sorry about that. But no uh I am playing a a chiefly warlock. I'm actually playing a boy character uh named Nikolai. Um, normally I play Nikolai with a really really terrible Russian accent. I'm not sure I can manage today, but uh we'll see how that goes. Um, and uh pretty much he's he's built to be a a not much of a talker, but you know, strong on things, on scary things like intimidating and setting stuff on fire. Um, so, uh, that's pretty much the basic ideology and character concept there. Someone big and beefy and um, full of magical fire power. Okay.
2: Uh, Jared? Uh, my character is uh, Pan Gold Joy Sword, a uh, hybrid. Uh, paladin barbarian i sort of see him as being uh especially with his low intelligence score uh, he he follows uh, Saren pretty closely but maybe he takes the idea of having balance a little too much Uh, and one interesting thing i i thought of him is being a big and beefy sort of barbarian paladin but he's also afraid of the dark (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. sorry.
3: Well, it sounds like we'll be best friends, then, because uh, I've got plenty of things that dispel darkness.
2: Well, my my sword uh, that I have lets me uh, cast a small light. So okay. I, I, I imagine
5: him, like, cuddling with it at night is, like, his light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, that brings up something that I forgot to mention. Um, house rules. So the one major house rule that probably affects you the most or that you probably think affects will affect you the most is that I there are no sunrods in my game. Okay. No. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
3: I don't care, but I think one of us bought a bunch of sunrods, so they might want to Well, you just
5: can yeah, convert those into torches and take the money the leftover money back is fine. Um it's not going to it's not going to matter today because I think what's going to happen is going to be in broad daylight, so uh but just so you know, God, just daylight. while I'm thinking of it, so um, okay, and, uh, Rob, tell us about your character.
1: Okay, um, the Black Razor is his name, he's a doppelganger rogue, and he's actually a guild leader in my universe. Um, and he has an alter ego called Red Rumhammer, which is a uh, dwarf fighter with a mohawk. So when he <laughs> doppelgangers over, he doppelgangers into Red Rumhammer, um... And he's pretty much arrogant and cocky and uh, all the things that a good guild leader should be um, for his uh, thieves' guild. And Red Romhammer is the address of a breaksive one. So, uh, both ways, uh, it's
4: pretty interesting to play. (laughs) Okay.
5: All right. And Simon.
4: This is like talking to an answer machine, really, isn't it? You can't see anybody. Right, okay. I'm... um, (laughs) A human cleric. Um, easiest way to imagine is if you've seen any Robin Hood film, the jovial uh, friar. I almost look exactly like the, the, the large bodied, um, happy, loves his food um, friar. Um, most of my world knowledge is gained from books. I've spent a lot of my life in the monasteries or, or wherever as a scribe, writing books and stuff like that. So... I I'm I typically enjoy my food. Uh, my water skin won't be filled with water, that's for sure.
3: Oh okay.
4: <laughs> well that's great. Most
2: of my mundane items that I bought were food and alcohol, so I think we're gonna get together. We're gonna get swimming.
4: I learned my I I bought a lot of um, healing. As in been a cleric anyway, but I, I based nearly everything on sort of like helping everybody else um because i i see the good in the world uh, uh, sam how do you pronounce even though you've written it out ned e yes nedino e yes nedino I mean that, yes. that's that's the god that i believe in because he's he's good and we like good.
3: we like good <laughs> sure that sounds great i can uh Oh well, Na-
5: Nadinoi is actually female. She is uh, she's sort of the main deity. Uh, if it was a pantheon, sort of like if you thought about it, like the like the Greek or the Roman gods, where Zeus was sort of the father of the gods, and everybody else sort of looked to him for guidance, and then just like most children do, quickly ignored the pointers and advice that he gave them, and went off and did whatever they wanted. But he was still the father of the gods, right? That's sort of how Nadinoe is. She's sort of the mother of the gods, um, and she she in in the the creation myth is that she created the world. So uh, she's the bringer of life. So that's the god that he's uh, he's worshiping. Um, and I recentered your view, so hopefully it popped onto the center of the of the view, and you see the token there. That's Simon's token. He sent me a picture of his cleric, and and there he is
3: right I- there. So. So I see who, who's this person to to Simon to on visually to my right here. Uh,
2: that'll be upside Simon. Simon. That's my character. He just uh, okay. He just saw him house apparently.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and then Kyle is not here. And Under Jeremy the Pog is.
2: Library, does anybody notice that Pog Twenty Seven looks suspiciously similar to Taylor Swift? <laughs>
5: Um, okay.
3: Wow. S- or, no, so, I mean, if her hair were red, it could be a little Hermione Granger, too, for what it's yeah. worth, but, yeah.
5: <laughs> that would be much cooler, actually, in my opinion. Hermione and Chaney. Can
3: I have the Tarasque Pog for my character, just offhand, you know, for no reason? I think it'd be good. It's a fit. So have the what? <laughs> the Tarasque Pog, I think,
5: yeah. <laughs> um, nah, uh, I, I'm not quite sure yeah. that matches. <laughs> See how huge uh, it not is? sold
3: on that, all right. <laughs>
5: I know. <laughs>
3: I think that's probably what made me... We, yeah.
5: yeah, there it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had one of my characters want to be a druid whose wild form was a Tarasque.
3: Nice. A medium Tarasque. Less threatening somehow, so that's funny too. I had a druid who's a, whose wild form was a dire bunny. Uh, that was good stuff. Big, big nest. Nice. Oh, yeah.
0: There you
3: go. All uh, right. Oh, you made it small. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how there's still the tiny people running from it. As, <laughs> yes, if, as there is. if they were ant men.
3: I am a terror to ants. I will tell you right now. They, the, the ants have a name for me. I am the, the scourge of the skies, but only to ants. So. Yeah. I think we can get
2: I went ahead and let the druid keep his Tarasque Wild form because he sweetened the deal by saying he would only uh manifest the Tarask as wearing a top hat. He's <laughs> <laughs> nice. a gentleman Tarask. Okay,
5: oh, yeah. so so let's um let's do a little exercise. Uh so this is sort of a mini cooperative party building and I started doing this with all of my games because, um, especially if if we're starting at a higher level, like, if you guys were starting at level one, this wouldn't be as necessary because uh, you could do some role-playing in-game and learn about each other, and then you would adventure, and then all of your adventuring would be together, and so you would all have this shared history. But you're starting at level eight, so you don't really have much of a shared history that we know of yet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around and I'm going to ask everybody questions, and it's going to be about your character and the party and uh, the world and what adventuring you've done, and it's going to give us a little bit of insight into the different relationships in the party, Mm -hmm. and we're going to just create this as we go. So um, so here are some ground rules. The ground rules are you're not allowed to... Uh, say something that determines something about another player or player character that is going to be intentionally embarrassing, okay? So your job is not to make a fool of another character. Uh, If you want to say something foolish about your own character, that's fine, Um, but you're not allowed to make a fool of another character. So you have to be respectful, which, I mean, that's not that I think any of you aren't going to be. It's just that's the sort of ground rule. Um, And secondly, uh, you can say whatever you want, Um, and if it doesn't fit my vision of the world or something, we'll negotiate. I won't tell you, no, absolutely not, okay? So I I don't like to say no, and I most cases won't say no, but if something doesn't fit with the world, I might ask if we change it a little bit Mm -hmm. and if that's okay, and there'll be a negotiation, okay? But I want you to be feel free to say anything Um, if you want to make up a town and make up a name of a town that's fine if you want to know what a town is and you don't want to have to sit and make up a name that's okay too I can give you names of towns okay Um, uh, generally any creature that you would find in any of the monster manuals or anything like that would be possibly found on this planet so don't feel like to make up a new monster or something if you want to tell me about some really awesome battle your character had okay um, the second ground rule, the second major ground rule is if I ask you a question or if I ask someone else a question, you're not allowed to answer. Okay. So even if the question that I ask someone has to do with your character or will affect your character, you don't get to answer. Only the person I asked gets to answer. Okay. Now I might come back to you and ask you something about it, but that's, that's a different story. Okay. Um, so we'll start gotcha. out with... We'll start out with the easy one, and I'll ask. Let's see. I, all
3: right, uh, Sam. Sam, yes. I don't know which you prefer. Sam is fine. No, which do you prefer, Sam? Okay, Sam is fine. So I just yes, wanted Sam. to the things that you were telling us before. Uh, yeah, okay. The thing, this, <laughs> the things that you were telling us before we went. This is basically my understanding of it is. Uh, uh Not allowed to say something that determines something about another PC that is intentionally embarrassing, uh, a.k.a. don't be a dick, which I think I can handle that. Uh, right. Two, I wrote down as don't worry too much about geography, which for me is important because I'm terrible with names. So uh, I'll, I appreciate the aid in that area. <laughs> uh, number three, most published stuff in the rule books exists in this world, so it's reasonable to a an assumption. And then number four was basically answer questions that are only addressed to you.
5: Right. Right. But okay. that means everybody still needs to listen because the things that we're talking about are determining the world that we're living in and the people that you've been adventuring with for at least a short amount of time. We haven't determined how long you guys have been together yet. Sure. We'll do we'll do that. But uh, so in, a, in other words, don't space out. Um, Simon, how do you pronounce your character's name?
4: Dav Tumal. Okay. The the, the T and the double U sounds like an U, so it's just call me Dav. Okay. Um,
5: all right. I think that everybody is on game table, right? I'm going to recenter your view, and uh, the it says in the top right corner the continent of Chuvil. Chuvil is is where you're at. There are a couple of two or three other continents um this is one of the smaller ones. you'll notice in the top where it says Rabin that's the name of a town that's on the other side of the uh of the uh, uh mountain range there and any of these uh black things are the names of stuff that most people know about lake Calrot is is like uh, is is like one of the great lakes and huh. um you can imagine uh, these mountain ranges are pretty big, you know. So you're you're talking uh, so this mountain range on the bottom here that sort of sort of goes along the bottom, not not yeah. the one on the top by Raven and Fastport, That's about twice as long as the Sierras are next to California. So Calport is probably one of the biggest cities on the continent because. Uh, it's a large trading hub because they travel across the ocean and they can, or across the lake, and they can pretty much go to any area uh, without too much hassle. Um, and they're also right next to the mountains and near the ocean and blah blah blah. So, uh, Calport is a very well-known city. It's it's probably um, it's probably considered, like, the capital city. If, if there were such a thing, it would probably be considered, like, the capital city of... If this if we imagine this was a giant state, it would be the capital city. Okay. Um, the area down in the bottom where it's white, that is an, an arctic type of area. It's, it's more like mm-hmm. a tundra, like maybe in northern Canada, um, where people still live. That's the area where most of the shifters in the world, in this continent... Uh, sort of that's their area so to speak um, not that there aren't other races down there but that's just sort of the way it falls out um, the area to the left of this of this long mountain range that is one um, uh, one sort of duchy area it's one region and it's all owned and and uh, managed by the same sort of kingdom family thing but uh, that top there where it's, where it's beige, that is indeed desert, and all those little dots in it, those are not um, settled towns. They're sort of little nomadic tribes that move around and, and put their tent cities up for temporary mm-hmm. amounts of time and then move again. Um, the thing below that mountain range on the other side of the mountains from the desert is a swamp, And the thing to the right of that swamp is it looks, it probably looks more like swamp than the swamp actually looks, but the thing to the right of it is it's just like prairie grassland type area. It's not swamp. Um, And that's, that's sort of just to orient you. Anything that's sort of the grayish color, that's actually just sort of plains and grassland, or it just hasn't been, you know, the micro terrain hasn't been mapped out. So it's not that there are only trees in the forest here. It's just that... There aren't giant clumps of trees. That that great Dam forest is really huge. Um, you know, it's it's the biggest forest, the biggest continuous forest probably in the world at this point. So, um, but there's also a little one up there right under Tree more. You know, you can see a forest there, uh, and there's there's other areas where there are trees. I just didn't. You know, you're you're looking at a not very detailed map. So, um, but that's just to give you an idea. So. Let's, let's do some, some cooperative building here. Um, so, uh, Rob. Yeah. And your character is Black, right? Yeah. Um, tell me uh, how long this group has been together.
1: Not very long. Uh, just recently, uh, I'd say probably six months or so that I've okay. been with them. The group tells me that they've had history together a little bit longer, but that's irrelevant to me. I just, I'm just concerned with the time that
5: I'm there. Okay. Now, do they know that uh, that you can change your form?
1: No, but they have met Red. Uh, Rumhammer on a few occasions. Mostly <clears throat> in taverns.
5: Simon, how long has, has your character, Dav, been with the group?
4: I've <laughs> 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 probably close to... It is. It's a It suddenly catches you on the spot. How long have I been as well? Uh, probably with <laughs> most of them for getting close to a year. Okay. Coming up to my first anniversary with maybe two or three of
5: them. All right. So, that means that Nikolai and uh, Pangold Joy Sword, you guys need to talk about how long you've been together, and you can decide together how long you've been together. It has to be at least a year, because Dov has been uh, traveling with you for at least a year.
3: Okay, so fair enough. So, Joy Sword, uh, I'm sorry, I've I know we all talked about our characters at the beginning, but uh, I did not take notes on it. So, uh, Joy Sword, uh, what's your, your race and class again?
2: I'm a human paladin barbarian.
3: Oh, God. Why are we together? Wait, what?
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I, I was like, no. That's, did... that's
5: that's why we do this together. <laughs> I
3: know, right? Well, I mean, and, and, um, and now, uh, Joy Sword, uh, in terms of you being a paladin barbarian, now typically paladins are very... Um, I want to say uptight. That's probably a, not a kind word to say about them. They're very lawful. That's the word, right, that we use in place of uptight. Um, so, it, it, But you're also a barbarian, which lends itself to a certain amount of chaos. So I, how do you uh, – balance in the terms of the balance between the two, your lawful nature and your chaotic nature, which has a stronger uh, take in your day-to-day actions?
2: Uh, it usually depends. When we're out uh, in the wild uh, traveling, I usually – have more of a barbarian chaotic edge that I try and temper with the paladin rapport. But when we're in the city, I usually try and comport myself in a more professional manner that befits a honorable paladin.
3: Okay. So, uh, say about a year ago, I was, uh, a pirate on a ship and, uh, you were perhaps taking passage with us. Whatever you were doing was so important that you were even willing to take passage with pirates to get where you're going. Um, and uh, something horrible happened on the ship while we were, while we were traveling. And uh, as a result, uh, you know, you and I ended up traveling together because of whatever we witnessed on the ship together. And uh, have spent the year trying to say perhaps... Uh, find clues as to figure out what happened to the ship. Maybe it disappeared entirely and we were the only two left of the entire crew and the ship.
2: Yeah, that sounds great.
5: That's okay. Stuff.
3: Okay, so, uh...
5: Joy Sword, where were you going that was so important, or why were you going that was so important that you had to book passage on a ship with some pirates? Uh...
2: Being both a paladin and a barbarian, I'm really good at tracking, but still communicating with nobility, so I uh, sort of freelance as a bounty hunter, and uh, to chase my bounty, uh, that was one of those times when I needed to use some seedier means to get the job done quickly, so that was when I booked passage with the pirate ship.
5: Okay, Um, Nikolai who in this group do you trust the most
3: Uh, well uh, Nikolai is not an inherently trusting uh, person in general Um, Mm -hmm. and so in all honesty probably the cleric but only because he appears to be the most transparent of all of us it's not so much that I trust him because I respect him. It's I trust him because I don't believe that he has the capacity for treachery.
4: Oh, thank you very much.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, I like
4: him pretty well.
5: Uh, Dav, um, yep. who do you not trust the most, or who do you trust the least? It's probably the more grammatically correct way
4: of asking it. Well, I, I trust the paladin. Who, who wouldn't trust a paladin? Right, oh, fine fellow. Um,
3: Nikolai uh, raises his hand. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead.
4: <laughs> I, I,
2: I hand you a nice tankard of mead. <laughs> uh,
4: the, the pirate. The pirate. Pirates can be a little bit deceitful, but they've shown a good hand. Um. Black, remind me, black. Why? I'm perfect. That's exactly what I am, right there.
6: Oh, (laughs) great!
4: (laughs) I'm a rogue. (laughs) Yeah. Um, having not spent most a lot of my life out and about in the world, all I've learnt is from books. Um, I think a hidden distrust will be with Nikolai, the pirate. Uh, but I'll okay. probably not show it unless it comes comes to a front.
3: Okay. Fair enough.
5: Alright. Um, Black. Yes. Yeah. What is the scariest situation that you have ever been in?
1: Well, there was these two um, maidens at the inn that wanted to uh, escort me kindly to um, their bathing brothel. And when I got there, it it was not as they pictured it was supposed to be. And I had to use all my wiles and charms to get out of that situation because nobody can match me in combat.
5: <laughs> okay. Um, Pangold, describe the situation where you had to rescue Black. Oh man, that's rough. uh,
2: that actually, <laughs> I was uh, I was thinking along the lines with with the last question about what was the most trying thing. Uh, I think that I was also lured into this this brothel, and uh, when they they sort of sprung the same sort of deal with all of us at once and. It was one of the few times when I've been in a city and had to use my barbarian rage. And I I sort of blacked out and uh, massacred a lot of people. And it's one of the
1: things that
6: I'm really proud of.
1: I forgot to mention that the brothel owner and the, pay- the people that worked there were succubus. Ah, <laughs> is- uh, succubi. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yes, but... The thing is that no one in town knew that, so what the town thinks is that the four of you rolled in and went to go uh, to the sort of town brothel area and left in the middle of the night after massacring many of the inhabitants of the, of the brothel house. So uh, that just gave us a little insight on, on why you guys are leaving a town quickly.
3: Which town is this that we are no longer welcome at, if I may ask?
5: Uh, it's a town not on the map. We'll we'll name it right now. Why don't you tell me what the name of it is?
3: Oh, I'm so bad at names. I am the wrong person to ask that. My no, names end no, up being things like... like...
5: <laughs> no, that's why you're the right person to ask, actually. Uh,
3: okay, well, the, I will give you the name of the town that I most recently invented in my game because my characters, my players did, demanded a name, and that would be Cabbage Tin.
5: okay you I like
1: it. Say the pirate represented himself well in the role. <laughs> uh.
0: Cleric. Yes.
5: What's your secret, Cleric? What? Do you, why did you? Uh, well, I'll just I'll leave it at that. What's your secret? What's the secret that you have that you don't want anyone else to know? And that, might I say, no one else really does know. I mean, okay, the players me. will know, but the PCs don't know.
4: <laughs> when they um, first met me, I was standing in front of a burning monastery. And uh, I had nowhere to go to... Uh, and the secret is, it's my fault that that monastery burnt down, killing quite a few people inside. Uh, one night, I was probably uh, writing out, as as I normally do, copying out books and tomes and and, and stuff, and uh, I fancied some fried chicken, actually. Just uh, <laughs> leaving the uh, hot oil on the uh, argo was a little bit uh, careless of me.
5: Okay. Uh Now, let me ask you a question about that um You said several people perished um, um yes. Do the authorities believe that you also perished
4: um no i did i i so sort of like ran out as I was in the kitchens. I was closer to the um rear gates. I ran out in a in a scared panic really, and stood at a distance watching it burn. Uh, Obviously, tears in my eyes, and I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I I suppose that the authorities could assume, if they had a list of the the monks and and such of the uh, monastery, that I I was missing, or or I'm missing. Mm -hmm. So, to me, I could be a dead man walking.
3: Okay. Dav, have we been back to that town since we left it? No, I'm sorry. I don't. If it's wrong for me to ask questions myself about. No, him, no. I
5: mean, go ahead. That's a that's right. a great question. However, you need to answer it though. Don't ask him. You tell us. <laughs> uh,
3: no, <laughs> we haven't been back, and and not for any other, not like for any sinister reason. Not like Dav would refuse to go back. It just never occurred to us to go back for any reason. It wasn't a very interesting town. Um, apart from you know that the big fire that happened. So, I think that. None of us really realized that Dav is a dead man walking, including Dav himself. We all kind of just let it go, and uh, you know, I imagine that someday if we end up back there, we will all be quite surprised.
2: I didn't want to go back there. That that place had horrible fried chicken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little overdone.
3: <laughs> yeah, a little bit overdone, yeah.
1: <laughs> One night, uh, while he was wallowing in his ale over the burning of his monastery red decided to console him and uh he actually knows the secret because red as far as they know is not someone that they they have encountered too often Mm -hmm. so black actually knows what happened
2: okay so the personalities between black and red are there the personalities are different but they still have shared memories and things it's not like he sort of blacks out and becomes red
1: he's his alter ego you see um Red is more along the lines of uh, uh, the brash, uh, loud, boar, and it throws people off of um, the track when they're looking for black for whatever reason. So
2: they have sort of a shared cognizance. It's not like when one is active, the other one doesn't know what's going on.
1: Right.
5: Um, And also, uh, so do they – does the rest of the party know that black and red are actually the same person, or do they not know?
1: Yeah, nobody knows that. Okay.
5: Well, I,
1: I feel kind of inclined to share it with the clerk because he shared a secret with me, but I haven't yet shared that with you.
4: I was drunk at the time. That is yeah. true.
5: <laughs> okay. Um. All right, let's move on. Uh. Pangold. Who's the leader of the group? And I don't mean leader as in role. I mean leader as in... Who does your PC see as the leader of the this little group?
2: Uh, I follow Dav wherever he need, he wants to go. Uh, he uh, when when we met, he uh, sort of shared our our love of the drink and the food, <laughs> and it sort of made me rethink what I was doing in my life with with bounty hunting and and trying to just make the next quick buck to try and balance out whatever. Feelings I had for for the world, and since he follows the God that uh, created mine, it sort of seemed like a great idea to follow somebody like that.
5: Okay, Dav, why don't you want to be the leader?
4: <laughs> I thought I was following the Paladin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mixed follow mixed following suggestions. There. He's following me, and I'm following him. No wonder we're not going anywhere.
5: Nikolai, you were on a pirate ship. Are you skilled in working on a ship, or do you pilot the ship, or were you just uh, get, taking passage, so to speak?
3: Well, the princess in me wants to have been captain of the ship. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> i but in a in a not in a well i mean not that there's a whole lot of pirate solidarity to begin with <laughs> but <laughs> um but i i uh to draw from media, I see sort of a less charisma, but in terms of of captainship a a jack Sparrow kind of character where I had a ship that was mine, and it's gone now, and that's why it's a really personal thing for me to find out what happened to the ship. it's not I just had passage it went away uh I'm gonna go <laughs> away too.
5: Okay. Um and what's the one thing that you're good at that has nothing to do with any adventuring training at all?
3: Oh. Uh, see here's the problem. I just watched Demolition Man a couple nights ago, so I'm like really tempted <laughs> to just go with knitting and be done with it. Uh so no, um <laughs> Nikolai actually has a really beautiful uh, singing voice, but uh, you'll never really hear him, like, using it or whatever. Occasionally you might hear some humming from him that sounds suspiciously in tune, but, uh, you know, when he's alone and, you know, he's really feeling... Because he keeps all his emotions so close to his chest, so he waits until there's no one around to actually um, go over anything that he might actually be feeling, and, and he expresses it usually by singing, so... Okay, Pangold.
5: When was the last time you caught Nikolai singing?
2: It was uh, one of the times we were around uh, a roaring campfire. I always carry three drums that are uh, connected to each other, and when we uh, when we when we aren't in danger of uh, worrying about somebody hearing us, I I usually break out the drums, and we have a, a crazy time that ensues from that. And uh, I started to play the started to beat the time of a an old sea shanty that Nikolai knew. And uh, although everybody else was completely soused, I sort of uh, caught her mumbling a few of the words and humming along to the tune.
5: Okay. Did you say anything?
2: No, it, it, it was uh, something that I just uh, considered she was a pirate, or he was a pirate, and knew the knew the tune, and if wanted to belt it out, that was his prerogative if not, then I'll just keep on
5: beating the drums okay very good uh all right, let's see here all right. um, so oh, so sorry to interrupt, sam uh yeah, one of
2: the yeah. uh, one of the requests on the chat thing in game table uh Jen, can you write down the name of that town where uh where the brothel was?
3: oh, where the brothel was uh right, hold on. Yeah, it was a uh, cabbage tin.
1: What a great memory of that brothel.
2: <laughs> I named the brothel the Cabbage Patch. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is so wrong.
5: <laughs> so Dav, you really? uh, you mentioned that uh, you, um, you burned down the monastery accidentally, and you, you mentioned that when they met you, sort of or around the time they met you, in any case, uh, they actually came upon you standing in front of the burning monastery. Uh, yes. So my question for you day. is, uh, did you start drinking heavily before the incident or after the incident?
4: Well, you, you've seen my waistline. I've been enjoying food quite a lot, but um, the drink, I suppose, yes, from that day has it's, it's been heavier than it should. Okay. Are you trying to say I'm an alcoholic?
5: Uh, no, I'm not saying that at all. I was just curious. Although, uh,
3: you did God. compare yourself to Fryer Tuck, so it is it is not an unnatural yeah. comparison to make at this point.
4: No, no, no. My character is saying that.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was Dav saying that. Are you saying I'm an alcoholic?
4: That's Are you you're insinuating I drink too much?
3: <laughs> no, the problem is you don't drink enough.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> we should invest in
1: 60-calorie uh, beer for you. Oh, God. you <laughs> still <laughs> watching through the movement,
5: right? Because you're drinking now. Come on. <laughs> no. Uh, Pangold. What are you most ashamed of?
2: Uh, other than the uh, brothel slaughter, it'd be how I left my barbarian tribe. Uh, after, uh, we, after I found some of the uh, artifacts from a caravan of worshippers of, uh, of the god I now follow, of Saren, I mm. sort of decided that that's the direction my life needed to go in, and so I went to uh, the tent of the chief of our tribe and took his, uh, his prized armor and just left the village.
5: Mm. Now, why do you, why did you follow Saren?
2: Um, finding the caravan that had been ransacked by raiders, I uh, found the the bracers and the uh, sword that I still carry, and uh, I sort of it was one of those like really connected to the gods sort of thing where this idea of balance just sort of really struck in uh, stuck in his mind where things. Are in, need to be in balance, and being in a barbarian tribe that uh, works mostly panning for gold and, and uh, trying to stay reticent except for when they trade the gold uh, didn't seem as balanced a life as he wanted to have, and so he, he decided that he needed to strike out on his own to try and find a place where he could find an ideal amount of balance.
5: Okay. And, black. Yeah. Do you have any particular deity that you gravitate towards?
1: I don't believe in deities anymore. And why not? Oh, uh, because my
5: partner... <laughs> Sorry, so, go ahead. <laughs> when I was
1: young, my partner, uh, and I grew up in the same neighborhood. Uh, we were, my family was very wealthy at the time. They're still welcome, but I no longer uh um, We were bored. Uh, besides weapon training and basic schooling, there was not a whole lot for us to do in the Noble area. So we decided that nighttime would be our playground, and we learned our uh, our ways. Uh, you know, our stalking and uh, breaking into areas more not because we needed the money, but because of the challenge. Well, one day we got caught, and uh, he got shot with an arrow. And uh, from then on, I swore off deities. Because I felt that it was uh, the deity's fault that that happened.
5: Okay. Why was it the deity's fault?
1: Because we were too good to get caught. Hmm. Okay. So it had to be the deity's fault. I, I've never, from that point on, I've never, uh... Never had to cry out, nor wanted to cry out for
5: a deity. All right. Nikolai, do you have a particular deity that you uh, gravitate towards?
3: Uh, honestly, whichever one is convenient for the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I Yeah, it's a, <laughs> less of a personal one with the gods, but it's sort of like, you know, if there's one there and it happens to feel like helping, I am totally okay with that. So I will <laughs> take it where I can get it.
5: All right, uh, Nikolai. I'll stick with you for a second. Why is Pangold in need of salvation or redemption? I guess is a better word.
3: Okay. Um, pardon me. I, I'm actually um, reviewing here. The question is. No, no. Take um, your time. No, 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 and, well, I'm actually taking notes as we walk here, or, or as, as we walk, as we talk here, so I'm looking at what Pangold said, uh, especially in terms of, an, uh, pa- Pangold, uh, have you, or rather, if we're just going to ask me, I believe at one point, um, mm-hmm. if Gold hasn't told the group, at least, you know, uh, he and I had a discussion once about uh, him stealing his chieftain's armor, um, which, Nikolai isn't going to say anything to Pangold because you know Pan, it's Pangold is a grown adult can run his life however he needs to, but for Nikolai the idea that you would disrespect authority like that because for a pirate you know that authority is is your everything your reputation is your everything, um, and for Pangold to betray his chieftain like that is uh, decidedly sad at the very least. It, it's I don't want to say repulsive, but it's it's not it's not very respectful. So for Nikolai. Pangold really needs to understand that the the balance in the world comes from knowing your place in the world. And knowing your place in the world means respecting your elders and respecting your leaders. Um, and in that respect, Nikolai hopes that someday Pangold returns uh, what he stole uh, as a, a token of respect for the leader that he slighted.
5: Okay. Pangold, what does Nikolai not know about that situation that you – what facts do you use to justify – needing to steal that armor, or making it okay in your mind to steal that armor?
2: Uh, the reasoning that uh, Engold uses is that the feeling of unbalance that he felt in the, uh, in the tribe was based on the directions of the chief. And since the chief's armor was, as a barbarian, like, the one thing that, other than his sword, connected him most to is uh, his pride. So, taking the armor was, it, wa- it wants the uh, uh, needing to separate himself, not only from the tribe, but from the direction that the chief was moving in.
4: Okay.
5: Now, Pankold, uh, why does Black need redemption?
2: He... He seems to have these strange fits. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's as much of a completely different persona, but it seems like he's only sharing half of himself with us, and it seems like that other half of himself would be sort of his balancer, and with him not being with him not sharing that with us, it. It's something that uh, Pangold hopes that he could bring out of Black to to embrace, you know, both halves of this personality that seem to come out. Even though he, he doesn't know who Red who uh, Red is, but he sort of gets this intuition that he's not that Black isn't showing all of himself to it to us.
5: Okay. Black, what does uh, what does Pangold not know about? your two halves so to speak that uh, that justi- allow you to justify not showing that half to them
6: well
1: that, that half is my um, unguarded side let's say it's the side that shows emotion uh, black is normally very arrogant very confident um, but he's also uh, what doesn't show what he close to that black is the, the fact that he's very good like he he, he puts the play out that he's things and that he's a classic rogue but it's just the opposite uh, he, he hasn't stolen anything since that day she died um, whereas red is that ability for him to let that anger out to let that frustration out and uh, to let himself go unguarded and uh, most people don't know that about black
5: okay now, Black, why does Dav need redemption?
1: Which, I'm bad with names. Dav is, um,
5: That's the human cleric played by Simon.
1: Uh, well, from what Dav's told me, he needs redemption because he that, uh... He burned his, uh, Monastery down and, and the loss of... Uh, that not only lives, but more so the artifacts the books and the knowledge um, that was lost in that fire I get the image that that, that's more important uh, to him than the lives that were lost necessarily. He's always been a scholar
5: and so when those books died a part of him died. Okay. Now Dav what about that situation allows you to uh, rationalize being able to walk away from that fire without Needing redemption,
4: I keep moving to try. And I'm I'm bringing the word of God with me, and knowledge that I carry from the monastery, as in copying all those books out. I've got a lot of written word in my mind, and I, I'm not trying to hide the fact that these lives and the knowledge was lost, but I'm trying to you know, keep the word being spread. Um, okay. Earlier on, when they were talking about which gods that um, Black and uh, Pangol were not Pangol, Nikolai were following. I think at any opportunity, I, I will tell stories of Nadoni. At, at, at any moment, you know, if we're just travelling and walking along the road, I'll, I'll tell stories to everyone uh, as we go. If we're having a a drinking uh singing evening some of the songs that I will sing will be about um my god her her exploits and and how the world was created and and the beautiful things that she's done for everybody so i'm I'm not trying to hide her, uh, the loss that I created I make myself comfortable hiding behind what I can pass on okay if I, if that makes sense does that make sense yes
5: it makes mm-hmm. sense. Perfect sense. Why does Nikolai need redemption? Why does Nikolai need redemption? Right. Well, in Dab's opinion, why does Nikolai yes. need
4: redemption? Yes.
3: I'm just going to write in all caps because he's a freaking pirate. How about that? No, I'm yeah, kidding. just going to <laughs> say because <laughs>
4: he's a pirate. You know, pirates are known to do bad things. Everyone needs to turn to God and, and see the the true and, and good path. That everyone should lead, and um, piracy is a big no-no, I would say.
3: (laughs) That's a (laughs) (laughs) no-no.
5: Now, do you see Nikolai as sort of your personal project?
4: Oh, to to convert, to uh, uh, put on the path of righteous? Sure. (laughs) I've probably latched on to uh, Nikolai in, in that respect, trying to guide his 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 way towards the one <laughs> and true God. Yes. All
0: right. Uh, now,
4: say grace. Say grace.
5: <laughs> um, so now we'll just go down the line. Uh, Nikolai, or. Jenny, what's Nikolai's main goal?
3: Well, uh, considering the things that we've talked about today, I would presume uh, finding out what happened to his pirate ship and his crew. Um, although you know he would again never never show it emotionally or whatever, he he actually cares a great deal for the people that he was working with. I mean, those were his mates, his people that he trusted uh, and that were very close to him. And to have them all just vanish on him is is probably the most uh, traumatic thing ever. So for him. Um, Although he travels, you know, searching uh, to find out what's happening in this mystery, it haunts him perpetually that they're just gone. So it's of utmost importance that he find them again, and if they're dead, to take vengeance on whomever uh, murdered them.
5: Okay. Black, what's, what's Black's main goal? Um, at this point, Black's main
1: goal is to be independently wealthy, financially secure... Have all the investments in line, and uh, live a happy, happy life. Have a strong, successful guild, and uh, rogue guild. But but um, be middle of the line with it. Don't be dark and seedy. You know, be able to work both ends of the coin.
5: Okay. Have any idea where you want to uh, establish this guild?
1: Uh, yeah, and the biggest. Uh, baddest city in the the continent. Okay. To be the best, you gotta be where the best is, right?
5: Yep. Okay, Pangold. Uh, What's your main goal?
1: Uh, Pangold's main goal
2: is to find uh, balance uh, in all aspects of his life. Whether it be his inner turmoil between being both a paladin and a barbarian, or his pull towards the primal spirits and the divine spirits at the same time, or uh, in the short term, being able to eat just enough food to counteract just the right amount of alcohol.
5: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, Dav, what's uh, what's your main goal?
4: I think it has to be rebuild. I have a monastery to replace.
0: Okay. All right.
5: Now, uh, I'm going to give you guys a few minutes to talk about this because I'm going to go get some coffee. But uh, one thing that I want you to tell me when I get back or at the end of the conversation is you guys need to tell me what your last encounter was. You need to tell me who you were fighting, what sort of terrain you were in, uh, why you were there, how you got into the fight. Um, and how the fight changed your outlook on the group.
3: Okay, wait, wait. So let me let's, let's let me go over that one more time. Yep. We want to know uh, last encounter. We wanted to know basically where, when, and how it changed our outlook on the group.
5: Where, when, what? Because I want to know what you were fighting or who, if it was a main villain or something. Where, when, what or who, what kind of terrain it was in, like where was it at? But you don't necessarily need city names or anything um, or place names. Uh, And, yes, how it changed your outlook. The outlook on the group, not necessarily like it changed my life because, but it made me think of the group differently because. Okay. Oh, and how long ago was it?
3: Gotcha.
5: Okay, so I'm going to step away and get some coffee, and uh, you guys can talk about that, okay?
4: Is he gone?
3: Yeah, we can totally talk about him now. He'll never <laughs> know. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he well, walked away. How is that fair?
4: <laughs> if we pick one of those um, to go at first, okay, when is a good time? How long ago?
3: Uh, I imagine that we travel a lot, which probably means we have a lot of encounters, um,
6: yeah.
3: in general. So I would say—I uh, mean, I don't know how specific he wants when, but we could say fairly recently, like probably within the past few days.
4: Okay, within the week. Yeah. 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 Do we, I'm assuming that we walk everywhere.
3: Uh, yeah. I don't have a horse, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very comfortable in a boat, but uh, me and horses don't really get along for some reason.
4: Just wondering about, you know, um, how far we can get between places. But if we, we walk everywhere, be, being a cleric or a, a monk type thing, I, I imagine walking everywhere anyway.
3: Yeah.
4: Okay, within the week, last few days. Okay. Um, which one should we go with next? A where? Water, woods? Mountains.
1: Um, that's a good question. Let's. uh Why we're doing where, right? Yeah. 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 Um, let's do mountainous range. Okay. We, uh, we had to hide, uh, lay low in the uh, area.
4: Like that. That's something. Should we go to the North North Mountains or the ones near Calcourt?
3: Sure. uh, Go ahead.
1: The one that's closest to the water and uh, someplace for the monastery. Yes.
4: Okay, the mountains behind Calcourt. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh, I don't have this written down. Uh, Black, what uh, race are you?
1: I am a doppelganger. Okay. That's right. But you guys don't know that. You think I'm human.
2: I'll write human then. Yeah, I'll write human <laughs> too. And put air quotes on it.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't know. All you humans look alike to me anyway. It's fine. <laughs> You're all tiny and pink.
1: That's funny why I'm human. We all look alike.
3: I mean, apart from me, I'm, I know I'm a tieflinger. Are, are the rest of you human? I did kind of miss that.
4: I am, yes. Okay. Dav is, yeah. So it
3: was pingled. Okay, so, yes, I'm a great big freak. Great!
4: <laughs> <clears throat> I'm probably as round as I am tall. <laughs> so where are we, um... Spirit. By where?
3: Calport? Uh, the yeah, Calport. So there's a... The, the, he okay. said it was basically the capital... As close to a capital city as you're going to get here. Uh... And it's right up against, it's nestled between a mountain range and a lake. So it seems like a good place that we'd be near anyway.
2: So I'd say probably our position right now, considering I think our first encounter might be in the woods. um, We might be in between uh, Calport and that small little village that's uh, nestled in that tree line.
3: Yeah, whatever dot that is, yeah. So what
1: was our last encounter?
4: Um, What about, you know, that that little town that we're in, or close by, what about a request from them took us into the mountains? I know the the paladin is always maybe approached as being a reproachable person and saying, oh, can you help us, blah, 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 and given us a reason to go to the mountains.
3: I think that's fantastic. Let's say... well, yeah, a rescue mission, exactly. So, like, uh, say a little boy from the village uh, wandered too close to the mountains and was snatched by a big, bad troll, and they're like, can you go face down that troll for us?
4: Yeah, we'll we'll go with a fairy tale-type idea, <laughs> as, as in it grabs you straight away. Something has, like you said, kidnapped somebody, or the child has gone missing, and trolls are, are known to wander the mountains. All right, that worked. So the what is trolls, yes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, it was probably a fast encounter, as in, um, you need to help us quickly, blah, 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 otherwise the trolls are going to okay. eat him.
3: Yes, I imagine that would put a bit of imperative on it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> we
2: enter town and they rush up to us.
3: you got to help us.
4: Yeah, we're all carrying swords and big whatevers, and they go, oh, wow, people of... Hey, like we don't know then. They could die. That's okay. <laughs> oh,
3: God. We'll send them.
2: Yeah, at the very least, we only lose a little boy. We don't lose any other townspeople. Yes. That's
3: it. <laughs> Adventurers, they're expendable. Yes, great. Glad you showed up.
4: Farmers, aren't they? are only farmers.
5: Okay, you guys, uh, if, you, are you, if you're still talking, I'll shut up. But
3: <laughs> I think we actually got it, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So okay. how about that?
1: We didn't do the part that what well, we learned about each other. Oh case. right,
5: yeah. Oh wait, but you can do that without actually discussing it. Okay. Oh. So, uh, so someone tell me where the encounter was.
2: It was in the mountains, uh, just south uh, west of Calport.
4: Okay.
5: and how long ago was it or when was it
4: within the last few days
5: okay and what were you fighting
4: Troll. one or a tribe of them a tribe sorry guys if we didn't agree that but that sounded quite okay
3: <laughs> Considering it's already happened and we survived, I'm okay, as long as he's like, now nah, we're going to fight trolls. And yeah,
4: we'll <laughs> tro- there was thousands of them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: No shit, there I was. Six trolls rolled
5: up. <laughs> um, and w- what kind of terrain was this? Was it actually in the mountains, or was it a clearing, or was it a cavern, or what What
4: was that? No, no, I was, I was uh, saying that it was probably a shallow cave that they were using or something like that, so... It was a flat plateau, but high, high up we had to climb to get to it. But it was a you know a flat, flat plateau with a shallow I cave. The same
3: thing. Since trolls aren't really fond of, of sunlight, I imagine we went during the day and then went in, uh, cave exploring because they'd probably be uh, sluggish. And maybe that was the other part of the imperative for us to go find the the lost <laughs> little boy is because we only had so much daylight to actually go find the trolls and rescue him before they became really active at night.
5: Okay, so that's, I was going to ask the why next. You were trying yeah. to rescue a little boy. Whose little boy was it?
3: Uh, well, we there was a small village. It looks like there's a little village marked on the map there
6: mm-hmm. in
3: the woods. And uh, we were passing through, and, and uh, the villagers basically ran up to us and were, like, uh, desperate to have us go rescue this boy that had wandered too close to the mountains and, and had disappeared.
1: Okay, and my mother is a widow, so, I mean, that a favorite of mine.
5: Okay. <laughs> they
1: had just gotten him a puppy.
5: Oh, puppy! <laughs> um, now, did you get a reward for this, or? Bet I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Justice what, what? is its
3: own reward. No, wait, wrong character. Uh, actually, I Don't I had sit. to measure, uh, actually back to the town yet. Uh, this. I, I hadn't gotten that far. I thought we, uh, we rescued the boy and perhaps we're on our way back now to... Uh, to uh, I was, I was deliver- hoping
4: for a big feast. I was hoping we were back at the town and we'd got to, like, um, fully loaded with food and, and drink.
3: Sounds good, too. I like that, too.
4: Okay.
5: So you went back was to that- town and you returned the boy and they had a big feast for you and you're totally sauced right now. Uh, who collected the reward?
3: I imagine the rogue did, because that's basically what they're really good at, but...
1: <laughs> that's not all he's good at.
3: Oh, I see.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll collect the reward. Uh, okay. Pan-Gold, Pangold didn't
2: want to have anything to do with the reward. He didn't even eat at the feast. He ate uh, trail
1: rations that night. See, okay. This is where Vlad's uh, backstory kicks in, because when Pangold uh, decides not to take rewards... Black holds it for him, and then when we find treasure, he throws in that reward split with them uh, at later date. Okay, uh, he's always getting his money fairly. How,
5: how much? How much was the uh, the reward?
4: It was only like a farming village. I can't imagine much, as in a, a, a solid reward. Uh, we've eaten a lot of food and drink. Um, if there I don't is, look, co- if, I don't know. Hmm?
1: No more than a couple hundred
4: gold. Bob, if, uh, oh boy! If it's if, even
3: a, if it's well, if it's even that much, I would be shocked. Uh, uh, uh,
4: Twenty-five, thirty gold, maybe at the yeah.
3: most.
4: Right.
2: It's like a handful of silver and uh, nice like trinket from the from the widow. Right.
3: Yeah, I, I imagine that that they were willing to pretty much wipe out the entire town savings uh, to to reward us, but. Uh, I know Nikolai would probably not really be all for wiping out a town's uh, financial treasury just for returning a lost little boy. So I, I'm pretty sure that I would be satisfied with just the, the feast and the uh, the thanks before moving on.
1: That's it why is... they negotiate. That's why the rogue does. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly, because <laughs> everyone else is all no, no, please keep it. And the rogue is like, I'll take it. If they don't want it, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> it's grand- like and that's like uh, the, the the cleric does the same thing, but usually his is, "Are you going to eat that?" So you know, it's. it's <laughs> <on>. <laughs> uh, it
5: was
4: the um, the the village elder's grandson that went missing.
3: Ooh,
5: so that's okay. How got on. Okay, but uh, we still haven't answered the question of how much was the reward. I'd say
1: twenty-five gold plus the fee.
4: Plus the feast,
5: yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe they imported some cabbages from Cabbage Tin. They're delicious. <laughs>
1: True.
2: They are known for their cabbages.
5: Okay, yeah. so, ha- sorry, how much How much was How much was the reward? 25, 25 gold. 25 gold and a trinket from the mother. Right. But keep everybody
4: happy.
1: Uh, I told them 25 silver, and I'll just slip in the gold as
4: we spend um, more loot. Okay. Um, Black, it, it doesn't show the trinket. He keeps that himself. No, Black wouldn't keep the trinket himself. He would or wouldn't? He would not.
1: Maybe maybe after
2: we accepted it and then before we left town, maybe he like put it back in their home before we left.
4: Oh, Aww. nice.
1: Very nice. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. I have no key for their trinket, but the gold I
5: have. Yeah. Okay, uh, and so now go one by one and tell me how it changed your outlook on the party.
4: My goodness, we didn't think about that. Bit.
3: <laughs> well, I did, actually. I wrote it down, but, uh, I was going to say, why don't I go first and, and that way I can stall for everyone else while they scramble to figure mm. it out. In truth, uh, the encounter actually caused me to gain a measure of respect for, uh, everyone. I went with them in the beginning because it was convenient, but, uh, I saw that at one point or another through the whole thing, everyone had the opportunity to uh, be selfish or be a scoundrel, but instead everyone managed to actually pull together for the cause of of rescuing a boy, something that we all knew wasn't going to have uh, very large gains or rewards. So it it was um, really satisfying for me to see people do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing. Nikolai's really cynical most of the time, so uh, seeing people show basic human decency is really touching to him. It comes from hanging around too many pirates, I would assume.
5: Okay.
1: Arr. 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 Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, i good. yeah. it. Yeah.
2: This encounter actually left a bitter taste in Pangold's uh, mouth, because the reason that the trolls had taken the little boy was because while the villagers were uh, uh, clearing a path to expand the village, they had found a uh, troll child. And as you always do when you find small monsters, you you just go ahead and kill it. And the uh, trolls had taken the little boy as retribution. And Pangold saw the balance in that, and our actions of taking the boy back sort of set that balance on its head, which was why he didn't want to accept the award, the reward, or eat in the feast. That is nice.
4: I like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Uh, Although Pangold did accept a small uh, crayon drawing of the little boy riding on his shoulders.
5: Hold on. Wait, wait. What did Pangold get? Sorry. Uh,
2: the little boy made a drawing of uh, him riding on Pangold's shoulders, and uh, he keeps that in a, in a little uh, uh, belt
5: pouch. Okay. And how old was this little boy?
2: Eight. Eight. Eight, eight. Yeah. That, was, that was the first member that popped into my head, too. Okay. That's weird.
5: <laughs>
2: Mind meld.
1: I know, yeah. right? So, for me, um, this is the first, uh, since I'm the newest member, everything up to this point has been about building trust, and this is the first time with the group that I allowed trust to happen. I overexerted myself. I went a little too far in the dungeon, and, uh, I got surrounded, and uh, the pirate chivalry came into play. Um, and as I got mortally wounded, the cleric healing saved my life. And without the barbarian uh, paladin standing over to me to make sure that I could get pulled out by the pirate, I would have sure uh, been dead to right. So on all fronts, the party saved my life uh, totally In this point. It's the first time i would ever been overmatched in all of my fighting prowl. So that's how the party uh Changed my view. Nice,
5: Uh, okay and Dav?
4: Yeah to me this was the first time we reacted without thinking Um, you know no sooner as we walked in help was requested and as a group instead of standing not necessarily bickering, we said oh no we can't do this, oh we should do that maybe we should we just went for it and it was a whole new nature of the way we, we worked We've done many things, not necessarily like this, but, um, you know, we've gone in and, and helped people get things out of places and that. But this was the first time we've ever just gone on on a whim. Please help. And we did. And we just worked so well.
2: Yeah, it was like the first time where we didn't think, all right, what's in it for us? If we really do it? Yeah, a-
4: we just, like- yeah, we didn't say, oh, what are you going to give us if we do it? Or, <laughs> here's a reward, go and do this for me. We just, they said, oh, we need help. Child missing. And we were already halfway out of the town before we thought what we were doing. We all worked um, collectively. So it's normal. The paladin did run in first.
2: That's why he's got those boots.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for future reference, I've given you the uh, name of the village elder, the mother's name, and the boy's name. And the town, or village... is called Lesser Pindor. And that town is about halfway between Cowport and that other town there, uh, that you see in the woods. Um, but it's not in the forest. It actually is a farming village. So it's at the base of those mountains on the on the sort of farming side of the mountains.
4: On the slopes, on the um the foothills of things of the mountains. Good right. soil.
5: Yes. Okay, so let's let's do a quick recap and uh and then we'll we'll uh we'll spend some time playing around with the game table and maybe running a little encounter. Um so Nikolai is a tiefling warlock that uh was a pirate and had a ship and a crew which uh had taken on uh pangold for some reason. Uh, and it's a little bit of a mystery what happened there. We'll we'll get to that later. I'm sure that's that's going to be uh, uh, because it's Nikolai's goal to find out what happened to his crew and his ship. We'll we'll address that uh, in a future session probably. Uh, Nikolai is a uh, um, a sort of uh, odd character. Uh, doesn't have a lot of um, connection to the pantheon and and just talks to uh, or or. Uh, recognizes whatever deity is convenient. Um, Strangely hides a very good singing voice, uh, possibly is embarrassed about that, doesn't use the talent for anything uh, necessarily uh, in terms of adventuring. Um, No,
3: no, 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 yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Believes that uh, his comrade Pangold needs to be uh, redeemed for stealing the armor of his tribe and disrespecting authority in that way. Um, main goal is finding out what happened to the crew in the ship and was changed by the latest encounter um, because it gave him a lot more respect for the party in terms of the way they worked together, the, the way that they took on the task uh, with the prospect of little to no reward, and, you know, that recognizing that the group is coming into its own. Nikolai trusts Dav the most feels that Dav is the most transparent person in the group, and probably if there was an issue, Dav might be the one that could settle everyone down. Uh, In terms of Black, uh, Black has been in the group the least amount of time, only six months. The rest of the group's been together for probably a couple of years. The scariest thing that's ever happened to Black, not including this last encounter, is that uh, he was sort of lured into a uh, succubi brothel, taken completely by surprise uh, that it was more than a typical brothel, um, leaned on some of the party members to help him out of that. He feels like he's too good to get caught and that no one can best him in battle. He's a little bit arrogant, but that's because his personality is a little bit split and he doesn't really show the side of himself that has any emotion or any anything that he would consider a weakness, which I think emotion falls into that category for him. Um, he doesn't associate with his rich family anymore, although his goal is to be independently wealthy. I think he still yearns for that uh, that sort of rich lifestyle in a way. And uh, he saw a, his partner get killed when he was younger, so he's, he's got some scars there. Uh, he was changed by this most recent battle because it was the first time he really felt like maybe he stepped into too much and the party was actually there and without question helped him best the trolls and uh, didn't make, it didn't, it surprisingly it didn't make him feel weak or useless it made him feel like he had a good party that he could rely on which is something he hasn't had before uh, and that's probably the most surprising thing for him in terms of Pangold, Pangold took passage with pirates uh, due to a bounty hunter uh, bounty that he was hunting <laughs> and uh, rescued Black from the brothel, the succubi brothel, but in the process slaughtered everyone um, and that's the reason why the party left the town that they were, they were in at that point. So you can get from his past that he has a history of having a little bit of an uncontrollable moment and then leaving because he left his tribe by stealing his the, uh, the tribe chieftain's armor and then leaving in the middle of the night. Um, he also looks to Dav as being the leader and probably trusts Dav the most. He believes in balance, though, so he doesn't trust Dav too much because he thinks that with every good there's a bad, right? He knows that Nikolai can sing but uh, considers it a sort of, quote-unquote, intimate secret that he doesn't necessarily make a big deal out of it, but... Uh, When they get a few moments where everyone else is sauced, uh, he tends to pull out his drums, and and they have sort of a a quiet, communing sort of thing. Let's see. In terms of Dav... Oh, and uh, Pangold's goal is to just find balance in all aspects of life. And the problem with Pangold is he thinks he can find that by looking outside of himself, and what he really needs to figure out is that he has to look inside for that. In terms of Dav... Dav uh, joined the group when uh, he accidentally burnt down his monastery while cooking some chicken, and I don't know if the oil spilt and caught on fire or what happened, but uh, something happened. He's not exactly sure. Maybe he has sort of a not-as-good memory about it, or maybe he was a little bit drunk at the time. We're, We're not really sure, and it doesn't really matter at this point. He's been with the group for about a year. He trusts the Paladin the most just by the nature of the Paladin's divine beliefs. Um, he doesn't trust Nikolai, which is interesting because Nikolai probably trusts him the most. He's a heavy drinker along with, with Pangold, and he, uh, he needs redemption, at least in the belief of, of some of the party. He needs redemption because he burnt down the thing that he loves the most, and destroyed all the scholarly works that uh, were contained within the monastery. And while he never really talks about that part of it, uh, it's probably a great source of pain for him. He keeps moving and, and bringing knowledge to the world, and that's sort of how he covers up his his great loss that he feels. Um, he spreads the word of Nidinui, uh without reservation and is willing to tell stories of her and of the creation event and of the great things that are in the world because of her wherever he goes. He believes that Nikolai needs the most redemption because he's a pirate and and just the definition of pirate by itself is enough to to make Dav feel like there's something wrong. Dav's major goal is to uh, perhaps adventure enough to get a large enough um, bit of money to donate back to the church so that the monastery that he loves so much could be rebuilt. And and possibly he's on the lookout for scrolls and history books and whatnot to be able to stock that monastery once it is rebuilt. Uh, In the last encounter, Dav was really struck by how well the group worked together and how well everyone uh, took on the task without question. Before, there was always a little bit of bickering and there was some negotiation over the reward and there were different aspects that had to be discussed before the task was even accepted. And in this case, you entered the village, actually the outskirts of the village, you were approached immediately, um, probably just based on the fact that you look like you're, you've got armor on and you can go take care of some foes. Uh, and no one really thought about it, you just accepted the assignment. And that struck Dav as a really uh, divine sort of you know, actually as like a divine gift that Nadinoe was saying, okay, now it's time for you to all work together and everyone did it without question and that that was really important. The only one who wasn't really happy about the last encounter maybe was Pangold who uh, really thought it was an imbalancing act and in fact he feels like uh, karma is going to come back and and bite the party on the butt, so to speak, because uh, perhaps the little boy wasn't meant to be rescued because he was only taken because the village in their need to expand their farming territory came upon a young troll and uh, a troll baby actually, and, and killed it. Um, something that most, uh, commoners wouldn't have any problem with morally. Pangold has a big problem with. Uh, so everyone, uh, feels like this encounter made them stronger, except Pangold feels like maybe they've stretched a bit too much and, in their zeal for what they consider righteousness, they have created an imbalance in the world, and that's not good. So the last, the last thing to ask, the, the last part of the of the of the cooperative party building and cooperative history here is uh, to ask you to agree on or agree upon the main goal of the party. So you each have your individual goals, but Individual goals do not keep a party together. So ultimately they're all individual goals because there's a reason you stay with a party and that reason has to be your own. But I want to know what the goal is of the party as a whole. Like when you're sitting around the campfire during a long journey and you've got nothing to talk about and you run out of talking about events of, of recent days and whatnot and you end up going onto the more serious territory of, you know, why are we still together and, and where are we going to go next? What do you talk about in terms of goals?
1: Repairing each other's honor more than anything. Getting enough wealth so that the cleric and, and knowledge so that the cleric can uh, get his monastery back. Um, doing something so grand and noble that uh, the barbarian tribes will find out about it so that our paladin can return his armor. Making uh, the pirates' prestige so renowned that nobody would dare steal her ship again. Or his ship again once he gets it back, and me just taking all the plunder that comes from from doing all that.
4: Okay. Yes, all all our minor goals are the the collective goal is is, is the main thing for everything. Yeah, that sounds good.
3: Yeah, I think I think in that sense, I mean, we all have what looks like you know on on the surface disparate goals, but uh, but really, you're right. The underlying theme is the same: is that we all uh, have we're like a band of dishonored heroes and that probably binds us together more than anything else, that commonality between us because who else would, would would better understand what we're going through than the people that we've been um, going through it with.
4: Yeah. We're all probably seeing a bit of ourselves in each other. So we're wanting to help each other.
3: Sure.
2: Yeah. We'd rather, we'd rather help the
3: the
5: Mm.
2: misgivings that others have instead of seeing those misgivings in ourselves.
3: Yeah.
5: All right, now there actually is one final question. Even though I said the last one was the final one, uh, the final question is: uh, Now you guys have been together for a couple of years, and that means that you've probably traveled together. And and uh, um, in metagame terms, you have probably gone from levels five through eight together. I mean, you're you're at late, you're at eight now, so you've probably gone from just before five. You probably leveled to five together leveled to six together, and leveled to seven together, and now you've just leveled to eight. So you've gone through, well, maybe not five. Maybe you started just before six. You've gone through three or four levels, okay? Not black, because black's only been there for six months, but basically the group's been together over two or three different levels, okay? That is long enough in game terms for stories about you to start being spread around the region, and before it was, you know, stories of, the in, of you as individuals, or maybe of you uh, with whoever you were traveling with before, if any of you were, and that's undetermined right now, and we don't have to discuss it right now. But so basically, the question is, when the bards and the heralds and, and different people that tell stories throughout the continent, or at least this region of the continent, when they talk about you, how do they refer to you as a group?
2: I would think that before Black joined our group, we were probably known more as the saints with the devil, since we've got uh, Nikolai being the tiefling and the two divine characters running in the same crew with her.
3: Okay, I and feel like, like I should talk, try to talk in a baritone just to help with the gender thing. I, I, <laughs> I wish... I know, I know, it's going to be hard, and I, I have this uh, same problem in another game where I play a Warforged. Actually, I play a non-gendered character at all, and I get referred to as she a lot, which irritates my character. But, but there's nothing girly about Nikolai, just offhand there. Um, but yeah, no, we, we we point. I think we came. We we realized that while you weren't uh, on the phone, so to speak, uh, Sam, is that I am a, a, a large tiefling running with what appears to be three other humans. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Saints and Devils seems like a good thing, but it's not exactly catchy. So Well the the thing about that
5: though is that remember tieflings aren't um sort of they're not really maligned in this world. They're not uh I know there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh like mythology around how tieflings were generated in in the sort of general D and D accepted D&D canon, I guess I could refer to it as. But remember that, uh in fact, uh, I can read you.
3: Oh, I got it up already, actually. You know, yeah, yeah here.
5: They, they have a bad reputation as pirates and brigands, but um, they're not unknown. I mean, they're... Okay. They're not they're not well, really uh, equated with devils, I guess is. Although that's, if, that's, if, if I'm, you I'm were, definitely uh, not a devil, if were, if anything.
3: <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: if if you were a known pirate, though, maybe you are equated with a devil. So uh, right, you know, and I think
3: that's yeah. true. But he, here's what I'm thinking too is that that the other thing that unifies us is that we're all sort of lost souls, so to speak. We all have things that we want and things that were taken away from us, um, more or less. So uh, I mean. It, the name's cheesy just because of the movie, but I mean, we would pretty much come across as like Lost Heroes or Lost Boys or something like that. So because I'm sure there's well, a certain amount of mm-hmm. sadness around us, too, because of the, those pursuits that we have. Mm-hmm. So what, what was, happened when when Black
5: joined the group? So
3: I punched him. No, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs>
5: um,
3: well, Black's relatively recent. I mean, you know, we said, what, uh, five or six months, something like that. Yeah. So I mean it I'm um not sure about his impact on our reputation. How about that?
1: Well can't get any word.
5: <laughs> 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 okay. So why why do you think it's so bad though? Uh what what have you guys been doing? Because remember that uh well, of course I suppose what? that by
1: when we roll call here, uh we have in armor Uh, We've burnt down a monastery, uh, (laughs) bought the pirate ship, um, and the brothel got destroyed all in in our way.
3: Yeah, and the trolls aren't too happy with us right now either for some reason. Well, I mean, the other other half of it, too, is that in in the the grander scheme of things, you know, we're level 8, we're adventurers. I imagine that despite the fact that we we try to be as forces for good, we are still kind of powerful forces that that probably, like a bull in a china shop, knock down more than we... uh, yeah, uh, my husband uh, is now playing Peanut Gallery. He has said two words, collateral damage. And that might be our team name right there.
1: <laughs> we're like the White Belts in a dojo, in all honesty. We do yeah. more harm than good right now. Yeah, we think we're doing
2: heroic things, and then we look at it in hindsight We're like, wow, we really did a lot of damage there. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
5: So what's funny about that, though, is that this last encounter that you told me about was probably the first really... What would be considered by the populace heroic thing that you've done, and it's the one that uh, Pangol is the most upset about.
3: I know, right? Crazy. Uh.
5: Yeah. So okay, well that's that's good. So uh, when the bards and, and all the other people, and when people pass word of your of your coming through town or whatever, uh, you are called the Lost Ones. Fair enough. Sounds okay. Um, at least right now. Uh, and it and actually, it took you a while to learn that that's what you were referred to as. Uh, and you found that out actually in the town where the brothels were. Um, that was the last town you were in before this village incident where you rescued the boy. This was um, a couple months ago, just a couple months after Black joined the group. Long enough for him to be endeared to you and you want to keep him in the group, but uh, not so long that... Uh, you weren't su- sort of surprised that uh, this thing happened with the with the, the brothel. Um, but what happened was you went into town, and uh, it was a smaller town, not tiny, not a village, but a smaller town. And um, it was along the lake there somewhere. Uh, it's probably not on the map because you're not uh, focused in on the map enough. I mean, it's not at a scale where you could see it. Um, but uh, the people in town didn't recognize you. Like you, you're you're all pretty nondescript, uh, other than the tiefling. Which, but for for a a lake town, which is what they're called when they're on, sort of built around the lake, that's not that odd because tieflings are sea, a seafaring race in in this world. Uh, right. as you know, because of the pirate thing, but they you know, so they run a lot of the ships of, of, trading ships across the lake and whatnot. So it's not all that odd to see a tiefling there. So no one really realized that you guys were the group that you are.
3: And, and just offhand um, too, all the people yes. that probably really, really knew my face are all vanished now. So, you mm-hmm. know, I was, when that happened, I was left without a family and the only person I had a connection to, wait, who did I end up with was Pangold. So, yes. um,
6: so, yeah. you know, so,
3: for someone to recognize me based just at looking at me would actually startle the crap out of me.
5: Right. And so you you get into town and, and you're not really recognized. Anyway, so you you end up variously at the taverns because everybody generally likes to go there and find out what's going on in town. Uh, and you're all talking to different people and not sort of together. And so no one recognizes you as a group necessarily. And they start telling stories, of the latest stories that have come in, from the sailors that were coming across the lake this time, and they were talking about the lost ones this and the lost ones that, and here's what happened and here's what didn't happen and blah, blah, blah. And as you're being told these stories, it suddenly dawns on you that they're talking about your group. So you've only just learned uh, about three or four months ago that you are referred to as this and you you probably do not refer to each other as such or as to the group as such but uh, um, you all might have different feelings about how you feel about being called this but what it did you know you didn't really think too much about it honestly until this, pat, this last encounter with the boy because now you're really working as a group and now it's sort of it sort of fits that you're called uh, you have a group name because now suddenly you're working together so that's that All right. so where are you now? So you went back to the village, you had a feast you uh, let me ask you this uh, at the village, and you guys can talk about this and decide if you want when you came into the village and then you performed this task that they asked you, uh, did anyone uh, notice that you were this group that's referred to as the Lost Ones and did you tell anyone?
1: I don't think it's something we'll just Blurred out by any means. You know? We're not fun.
3: Yeah. Nikolai's not exactly excited by the prospect of this reputation that he has. Because again, for Nikolai, reputation is very, very important. So I'm, I'm not sure that he's necessarily entirely okay with being, um, with having this reputation. And, and I imagine that um, unless someone else brings it up, he'd probably be really uncomfortable even mentioning it.
4: It's not a name I think we've accepted. It's just yeah. a name that we've gained.
2: And I don't think that given the nature of The Lost Ones as a name and how the villagers sort of just rushed up to us and told us we need help, I don't think that with a name like The Lost Ones they would be too excited about coming up to us (laughs) and asking for help.
3: Yeah, I imagine if if they'd known who it was, they would have been like, let's wait for them to go before they blow anything up, and then we'll find someone to help us.
4: Yeah, I don't think they realized until we got back, and they were probably talking amongst themselves, and then they realized when we were back, and they had time to talk to us, I suppose.
2: They'd already gotten ready the funeral for the little boy. like. (laughs) (laughs) that's
6: terrible.
2: (laughs) Lost ones got him.
5: Okay so so basically what i'm hearing is that they didn't know because they wouldn't have asked if they had known beforehand but by the time you returned they sort of put two and two together talking about how you know it was what looks like three humans and a tiefling or well i don't know uh black what's your what race does your form take human okay so so it looked like three humans and, and a tiefling, and and after after you guys left to go on the mission, they sort of people got to talking and realized. By the time you came back, they were scared, but then you had the little boy. So um, I will tell you that the little boy is forever devoted to, you know, singing the praises of your group.
4: He's gonna okay. grow up to be a god <laughs>
5: <laughs> Yeah, he's um, gonna level twenty eight, and he'll be
2: some demon lich, and we'll have to kill him oh god <laughs>
5: um, so no sad. i'm just I'm just telling you so uh it's not as though you don't have any supporters uh because now this village will also you know if people come to this village and say, "Oh yeah well you know the the lost ones were in my town two weeks ago, and they you know raped all the women and killed the children, this village uh. is going go this village is going to go no way, that's a lie." Okay. I mean, I'm just... Not people that people are saying those things about your group, but if they did...
4: I hope it, not. It's, it's been exaggerated. <laughs> things are being exaggerated. Uh, you know, hearsay is like Chinese whispers. Mm-hmm. Oh, They, they um, tackled one angry boar, and it's ta- turned into a, an army of goblins or yeah. something like that. It's becoming exaggerated. Well, maybe
3: like that time we fought a 100 trolls. That was a good day. That wasn't <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and maybe...
2: Well, and maybe when we're in smaller villages, we seem to succeed in whatever help we're giving, but as the, village, as the village sort of turns into a larger city, we sort of end up becoming more frazzled and we do more collateral damage. So there might be more than one tiny village that knows about us and thinks we're great, but as you go into the larger cities, it seems less and less uh, popular.
3: Well, it also depends on who, we, who, who we've pissed off, too, in the long run, because especially you talk about large cities. Large cities deal a lot with politics, too, so we might have chosen to help one person mm-hmm. at the expense of another, and if that other person wielded some kind of influence, we'd be screwed. Like so, we so,
2: a brothel that was owned by, you know, know. anyone yeah.
3: So I was just right. going to say, for example, the
5: town that the brothel was in was a medium-sized town, and it was big enough to have its own sort of political uh Aspiring politicians, let's say that. Uh, And of course, some of them are pretty conservative in terms of that sort of thing. And they didn't want the brothel there. So some of them, if you happen to show up back in town, they might send out messengers to tell you, hey, look, you know, uh, the the general populace is mad at you and they think you're murderers, but uh, I might have a job for you. Uh, But uh, you're going to have to disguise yourselves so that the general people don't know you're here because you're not liked here. But, you know what, I like you, sort of thing.
3: Perhaps Um, I should add a disguise kit to my inventory, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
5: So, you know, there are some places that you wouldn't go back to. For example, you're not returning to the place where Dav burned down the monastery, and you're not returning to the place where the brothel was slaughtered. Um, And, you know, the thing is that all of these things that you've done sort of mm-hmm. wrong or the collateral damage that you've created, they all have ways to redeem themselves, right? So there is no there is no place on this continent that is off-limits to you. So if you chose to go back, you could go back. You just would have to reap the the rewards. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. the consequences and rewards of, of what you've done. And there will obviously be people who have their own point of view. For example, the politician that was conservative and didn't like the brothel, you know, he doesn't like murder either, but it's okay with him that you did it because he didn't pay you to do it, so he's not responsible for the murder, but, you know, maybe you could do sort of the wet work and get rid of, uh, you know, the people that he doesn't like, that way his point of view becomes the more popular one in town or something like that. So there's always going to be people that are for you and against you. Um, It is a dynamic world, so...
4: An underlying thing, then, is trying to put our reputation right. There's nothing worse than having a bad reputation and you have to go around everybody and say, look, that's not right, this is right.
1: Some circles of bad reputation
4: uh, is is reversed. Uh, You know,
1: the fact that uh, those rumors are are spread about us, especially for a pirate, would make someone think twice about stealing their vessel again. So, we we don't necessarily want to erase everything, but we want to play it our advantage.
3: Right. Which is wholly what Nikolai anticipates people will do in that kind of situation because, again, hanging out with pirates has made him kind of cynical about the availability of basic human decency. So, mm-hmm. not so different, really, pirates and politicians. There's a lot of uh, parallels <laughs> there.
4: A lot of fancy clothes.
3: Yeah, pretty much.
4: I'm very naive about the world. I've only been wandering around in it for a few years. Um, I see as a, a bad reputation as a, as a bad thing for the cleric.
2: That's the hardest thing to get rid of, is a bad
5: reputation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so you guys left the village of whatever I said the village name was, Lesser Pender, and you decided to travel um, to the east. And uh, you're sort of going southeast, a little bit along the mountains, but not like right next to the mountains. And you come across a little village after a couple of days. Another little sort of uh, farming village. Um, And uh, the village's name is Graylin. Let me type that in. Okay. And you get there, and um, the people in the village are uh like it 's the middle of the day, but they 're holed up in their houses and hovels, and there aren 't very many people around and there 's no uh there 's no sort of uh market in the center of town, although it 's obvious that there used to be one or perhaps there was like a daily farmer 's market um and y- you know that it 's just a little village and things are pretty dilapidated it it doesn 't look like it ever had money to any extent but um compared to say the last village that had uh, a a formal structure and a and a formal sort of town hall and a village elder and when you came into town people, even though they were in the midst of crisis, were about and, and out and about and talking and, and doing things like that. Everyone here is uh is in their houses with their with their blinds, you know, or their with their curtains drawn and, and uh and you know you see every once in a while someone will peek out their window, and you can hear people in different little houses speaking to each other or whispering about things. Um, and uh, the tavern is closed. The, the sort of little inn is closed. The, in fact, everything looks closed. Everything is sort of boarded up and, and shut up. And even though there's people there, you know there's people there, um, it looks like they're all hiding.
3: From us, I assume. <laughs> our uh, reputation. It basically, I would, I'd be like, it, it looks as if our reputation precedes us.
4: <laughs> Are the windows with closed shutters, or has things been nailed across them?
5: They just have closed shutters. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty obvious that it's a lived-in village. It's not deserted, but uh, there's no one around. Um, they're all in buildings and shut in and not coming out. No one came out to greet you.
3: Yeah, so we've been traveling for a couple days. I imagine I'm tired of <laughs> sleeping on the ground and, uh, mm-hmm. dirty and, uh, wishing for a, a meal that's made of more than trail rations. So, um, which they building are. looks, which, well, I'm sure the clerics are fantastic. Oh, fine. I'm, I'm a little sick of overfried <laughs> chicken. If you must, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, at any rate, uh, w- which building looks uh, most like the inn? Is it is it pretty obvious?
5: Oh, yeah, there's a sign outside.
3: Huh? Uh, just, does, does the inn have a name? Yes,
5: Protz Inn. P-R-O-T-S. Yes.
4: To the inn. Knock on the door. <laughs>
3: Anybody home?
5: Okay, uh... I don't actually have your character sheets up. What What is everybody's passive perceptions? Crap. Uh, <laughs> 13.
6: 13,
3: yeah. But I totally okay. have low-light vision, so I can see everything, even in half-darkness. It's great. Or see nothing <laughs> in half-darkness. Yeah. All right.
2: Dev is a perception machine. All right. <laughs> what you got, Dev? an 18.
3: Good to have.
5: Okay. So, you guys come into town. uh, You're not sure if they're actually hiding from you because, to be honest, when you were outside of town, maybe, uh, uh, you know, several couple miles out, you noticed there weren't any people working in the (laughs) fields either. So, it's not as though you came into the outskirts of town and some farmer saw you and gathered all his kids inside and told them all to go inside and then sent a message to the town that said, Oh, they're coming. You know, nothing like that happened. Um, when you were on the outskirts of town coming into town, uh, you didn't see it was the same as it is now. It was all deserted. It looked like everybody was either gone or closed up in their houses. Um, no one was working the fields, which is odd because it is spring and uh it's or or early spring maybe people should be planting or out doing something um it seems to you and no one was out the weather's good it's not stormy it's brightly lit uh middle of the day uh good weather sort of situation and as you get closer and closer to town you you are noticing it although it doesn't seem like anything weird like it there's not um you know, your senses don't pick up any sort of strange magical silence or some sort of odd weird thing. Um, there's no a, evil there's, divided
3: attention. All right,
5: right, right. And there is uh, a forest. There's, uh, you know, th- this uh, this town or village is on the other side of the great damn forest, uh, on on the side closest to where you were, and so you can see the forest looming. You know two or three miles away from the other end of the village, okay? Um, but what you don't see is also, what you don't see is any wildlife. Um, so you come into town. It's the same way. There's there's uh, no one. You don't see any caravans. You don't see any evidence of any caravans. Uh, there's no central market. Everything is closed up. You f- look around. You notice... Not very much. Um, Things are dilapidated, but not not unlived in. You walk up to the inn, and Dav knocks on the door, and you're all standing there waiting for a couple of minutes. No one answers the door, and Dav sort of looks around, and he notices that when he knocked on the door, all of the houses around and all of the buildings around, someone peeked out to look. But no
4: one answers the door.
3: Is the door locked?
4: Yeah, can we try the door? You can try. Who wants to try it? I'm stood in front of it. If, um, uh, Nikolai suggests opening it, I'll just reach to the handle.
3: Uh, okay. yeah, I mean, I have no reason... I, mean, I, I have no reason to suspect a trap at this point. Um, no,
4: no?
3: It seems kind of... I mean, it would be terribly clever to trap the indoor, I suppose, but, uh... Nothing has caused me to think that anyone's out to get us specifically. So, yeah, I mean, just open it, see what happens.
2: Yeah, it's not unheard of for an indoor to be closed, but for it to be locked seems strange. Yeah.
4: Yep. Just reach to open it then.
5: Okay. You reach to open it, and uh, and the door handle, um, it's not one of the kind that turns. It's more one of the ones that has a sort of a long shaft, and then you press on the button at the top kind of thing, and it would unhook oh. the thing, and you'd push it in. Okay. Uh, it's unlocked, but when you push, it's obvious that there's something against the door on the other side. So the, the the door handle is not locked. The door is not locked like with a deadbolt or with a special key lock or something. But there's obviously something on the other side that's not letting you push the door open.
3: Like it's So, so, barricaded. so someone has barricaded the door? Barricaded
5: or barred. It's hard, it's hard to tell. I mean, um, so as he pushes on the door a little bit,
4: uh, it, you hear as in, if if the bottom of the door had got something against it, the top would move a little bit. But is it all very sturdy? It's pretty sturdy, yeah. A wooden bar across the back. Right, right. That's what it seems like. Uh, Okay.
2: Pangold will use his uh, barbarian big boy voice and uh, (laughs) call out to see if there's anyone who needs assistance.
5: (laughs) Okay, so what exactly do you say?
2: Uh, just that, if there's anyone in the area that would need assistance or something that we can help with.
3: We are here to help. Do not fear us.
2: (laughs) Bring us to your leader.
3: Uh, (laughs) Sadly, that is not a good thing I'm good at. I'm good at intimidate. So I will try to uh, stand in the corner and not be intimidating. How about that?
1: I'm going to make a stealth roll, drop in a stealth, and go around the back to see if I can find an opening. I'm going to let these guys know before I do that what I'm doing.
3: All right. Okay. I'd say it
5: very quietly. Sorry. All right. So roll your stealth.
3: Excuse
1: me. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> All right. I- that bad, man.
3: <laughs> oh, our, hey, how about that? Get all our blocks out of the way now. Disappears. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: So you you
5: walk around the building, um, and uh, you notice that uh, this building probably has better construction than than all the others. Uh, as you're sort of stealthily moving around it, you're paying attention and looking at it. Um, and you get around the back, and and there are a couple of windows that aren't that aren't uh, shuttered and they don't have, you know, that they're basically just uh, holes in the wall. Um, and you can peer in those and you see a, a woman getting some goods from what looks like a pantry area. You see a long sort of kitchen and there's a man, you can see through the doorway where the kitchen would go into probably what is the the bar part of the tavern. You can see him and he's just standing there staring at the door
3: the front he's door a, right yeah at the okay. front
5: door he's he's a yeah. human he's a human male uh you you can't see his face so you you're not sure how old he must be but uh the woman looks to be young like uh 13 14 so maybe woman is not the right word maybe girl is is more appropriate but um they don't she's look distressed? I'm sorry what was that they don't look distressed well you can't tell cuz you don't see his face so you don't know what he's you know you don't get an idea of what he's doing uh she looks like she's just sort of getting stuff out to get ready to cook to be honest she doesn't notice you and neither does he for that matter but uh, you can't see his face
2: can black see the front door and see what's barricading it
5: yes it's a it's a large uh plank of wood across the door
4: i'll bang again on the front door at this point
1: the window um, so the, um, i'm looking through them does it appear to be locked or closed
5: uh no it's it's basically just a uh an opening in the wall yeah it's not it's not like a window with glass in front of it
1: i'm gonna sneak in be, uh, and sneak up behind that
5: guy oh, well of. it's not it's it's not uh it's not probably big enough for you to fit through it's a oh. it's a little it's a, it's almost like uh how you see pictures of doors that just have a little right. view window in it it's sort of that size
2: like a ship's porthole Got it. Gotcha.
5: right yeah it's it's mostly because that's the kitchen area you figure it's probably mostly to let like smoke out and stuff for when they're cooking
1: right and there's no door back here that's correct or window J-
5: just, right, just the two little windows yeah sneak back around and let the group know what I saw okay <laughs> so as Dove is uh pounding on the door and you're about to sneak off you uh you hear the girl say To the man, to the man that's standing there looking at the door, she says, uh, she says, just answer the door, Dad. They don't knock if they're bad.
6: (laughs) Mm.
3: I hope that uh, the rogue gets back around quick, because Nikolai is about three seconds from trying to bang down the door, so, uh, uh. well, uh, how fast
5: does the rogue get back around?
1: Oh, well, I'm going to use my stealth. Of course. I think I took a feet, to, no, I didn't take a feet to make me move faster with stealth. But I'm going to move as fast as I can without getting noticed.
3: Okay. How how big is the inn
5: typically? Um it's a pretty large building, but I mean we're, you know, I'm not yeah. we're, we're not in combat, so you can move more than 6 squares. Uh right. but so go ahead and roll your stealth again.
2: Could I make a an active perception check to see, like, the feeling of the townspeople, like, just to sort of, like, if there's a feeling in the town of, like, general fear or if it's fear towards us or something
6: like that?
3: Actually, uh, could I make a... a, a in, the, in that same vein, I was actually thinking about uh, using Streetwise to try to figure out, like, if... You know, we've seen situations before if... Um, if it seems like, say, they're waiting for something to come down or if they're hiding from something that already happened or... Uh, you know, basically, looking around trying to find uh, more or less evidence of uh, uh, more of their motivations as to why they're behaving this way. Uh, yes,
5: um, you can do that streetwise, and for the other, I think it was was it you, Jared, that yeah. asked that. Uh, I would do an insight, not a perception, for for okay. what you're asking.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Jav. This seems this seems like a like there's some marauders or something I'm
4: pretty fear or so, you know, something.
1: When I make it back, I want to make a perception roll too. I should have made one while I was looking in the hole. Um, mm-hmm.
5: Okay, so let's take these one at a time. Let's see. Uh, black rolled a 29 stealth. So um, let me, yeah. So I can't even. Let me see here. Yeah, so he got he got a, he got around the corner without uh, any anyone noticing him. If I had crit that, they might they might have had a chance to notice, um, but they did but they didn't. So, and then uh, Nikolai wanted to do Streetwise for 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 what now? What was your?
3: Oh, I mean, it's it's basically uh, just trying to figure out, um, and, it, and it goes along with uh, what Dov asked here. You know, it, have we come across a villager town with with Bandit, like, you know, something where, what could cause this kind of behavior, uh, you know, in a town, if they're, like, if they seem to be hiding from something they anticipate is coming, or if they're hiding from something that already cruised through here, or if there's, like, maybe uh, maybe a plague happened, or is sort there of evidence of, like, you know, um, uh, ma- I want to say mass graves, like, there's a ton of people in this town, or, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, well,
5: um, you don't, like, you don't see, like, a large... Um, where it looks like a large fight took place or a large disturbance. You don't see, like, right. bodies on the ground or anything like that. Um, although it, you do, you know, you notice people, they're just inside peeking out as though they're afraid of something, but you're you're not quite sure what. Um, in your past experience, and this will answer uh, Dav's question as well, you have come across towns and villages and whatnot and, you know, caravans and everything that have had bandits attack them, but um, not... Uh, they don't react like this. I mean, maybe the morning of they'll, you know, they'll be sort of in their hobbles and not really uh, doing much. Um, But typically they just try to uh, fight back and uh, shore up the town and everybody bands together and they sort of protect their town so that they can survive rather than hiding in a hidey hole, um, you know, away from everything and shutting their doors. Uh, So it, it, while it seems like they are hiding from something, and there's something, you know, wrong, it doesn't seem like it's a typical kind of, you know, the bandits are pretty typical and pretty common, and and generally the way that a town reacts to that is uh, is with uh, with banding together, not with hiding alone.
3: Gotcha. Okay. So follow up. Um... Mm-hmm. Nicola is getting kind of pissed off that the town is hiding from us again because reputation really concerns me it, it makes me feel like if, you know if we just leave they're gonna uh, spread a reputation that we are just as much bastards as whatever's hiding them so mm-hmm. um, being pissed off and prone to anger as I am I uh, turn on the door and bang on the door as hard as I can in an attempt to um, and shouting the whole while you know calling the people inside fools and cowards and and <laughs> calling them out on their ridiculous hiding from us in an attempt to intimidate someone into me. sneaking outside and, and, and actually talking to us.
4: Calm down, Nickline. You're getting yeah. the bug. Calm down.
5: Well, so, ho- hold on. What, what was Pangold's streetwise check for?
2: Uh, yeah, I meant to make an insight check. I just oh, okay oh, wrong macro. The modifier's the same.
5: My insight is okay.
2: to see the general candor of the town, the townsfolk, just to see where their fear was lying, trying to figure out like the nature of why they were uh, holed up, whether it was because of us or because of a of re- uh, uh, just general fear or something along those lines.
5: Okay. Um, well, there's a little, um, you're a little concerned because there's a bit of a disparity. Um, <clears throat> even though the, 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 the houses and the, and the buildings uh, look dilapidated, uh, it's not for lack of caring. Uh, these towns or these buildings and, and the houses and, and the town buildings seem like they're used quite a bit, or at least have been up until very recently. Um, and you can tell that there is a lot of care, there was a lot of care put into the uh, the care of of these buildings so for example if it's a house oftentimes they'll have you know like the name the family name carved above the door and uh sometimes they'll have like a family symbol or a maybe a a fraternal sort of symbol um there's there is a temple and uh the temple also looks dilapidated however it looks also like it's you know well used and well loved sort of thing however you also get the impression that everyone here is really, really scared, uh, because it looks like the village is turning from an, an open, um, happy sort of place, or at least a you know um, comfortable place, to a very fearful attitude. That's that's the impression you get from your insight.
2: Okay, uh, then, uh, Pangold will try and maneuver himself to where you can see if someone looking through the crack in the door were was able to see him as best he could and he will uh, take off his armor and uh, put his sword and unsheath his sword and put them on the ground in front of him.
5: okay so so here's the situation so <clears throat> you guys walk up you knock on the door you're waiting in those couple of minutes, Dab is looking around and sort of seeing if there's anyone that's going to respond from outside the inn, not just from inside the inn. And Black sneaks around to the back, peers in the hole, you know, peers peers in the sort of exhaust window and sees a young girl, relatively young, and a man, uh, and starts to sneak back around. Meanwhile, Pangold is taking off his armor, which is a loud endeavor. What are you wearing? What kind of armor are you wearing? Uh hide armor. Oh, okay, oh. so it's not a it's not a loud endeavor. Um, right, although he, it is. He's
3: a he's cross with barbarian. <laughs> he can't wear anything heavier oh, than hide. That's that's yeah. right.
5: That's right. So he's taking off his his armor. Um and uh <laughs> and Nikolai is about to start banging on the door and yelling and Black comes around the corner and uh, this is this is the point of no return. So either Nikolai is really going to pound on the door and say the things that Nikolai was going to say, or Black is going to say something that's going to make Nikolai change his mind or not. So, oh, oh ho, hold, hold on, guys. Let's save yeah. the undressing for the the bathhouse. We'll uh, <laughs>
1: we'll get inside the door. We go more with honey than we do with vinegar. I walk over to the door. I take two gold coins out flattened underneath, and I say, this is for, uh, food and lodging, good sir, we wish you no harm, you just need a place to rest for the evening.
5: Okay, now, wait a minute, um, Nikolai gets
3: Well, the as soon as I see, you know, you, yeah, I do get yeah. the choice, but, and, well, I, I at least, uh, imagine that Daz being a rogue is, is, uh, quick, uh, probably quicker of tongue and quicker of foot than I am, um, and, uh, because I've traveled with him long enough to at least hear him out, I'm not, I'm not tempted to, uh, disregard my party mates, um so quickly. So, as soon as he says, whoa, hold on a second, let me try something, I, uh, would rein in my fury, uh, my, my angryons, as we call them, long enough to at least hear him out and let him do whatever he's gonna do. If it doesn't work though, my immediate reaction is gonna be, ba- I, I'm basically gonna hold my action, and if that doesn't work, I'm getting very Loud. You okay. play. Yeah. Uh, Pangold, are
5: you going to start putting your armor back on when he says, wait up?
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll probably just sort of drape it on my shoulder like I'm getting ready to put it back on.
5: Okay. Uh, um, uh, black, roll with diplomacy. Okay.
2: I right, assist. Sweet. Yeah, I'd like to assist that, too, if it's
5: not... if it doesn't make it DC. Okay, uh, when, uh... when he slides the two the two coins under the... Oops. under the, um, door... and... and uh, the door fits pretty tight, and, uh, to slide those under, he sort of had to, to pound them under the door. So when they flew under the door, they actually flew, you know, they slid quite a bit into the... into the room, uh... And you hear them sort of slide across the, the floor um, and hit a chair leg or something and sort of bounce off. Um, and uh, then you hear the sort of sound of uh, of someone, you know, moving a bolt and then, you know, moving a, a, a large piece of wood. You, so you hear it sort of scrape across the door and then, boom, hit the floor. And then the door opens and a man that looks to be about oh 25 maybe looks wise looks out peers at the four of you looks right into your faces uh when he sees nikolai his eyes sort of widen a little bit but uh but then he looks beyond and he looks out into the street and he and he says come in come in quickly quickly come on don't take your time and he and he sort of waves <laughs> you in but he, he he doesn't really open the door very far so you have to sort of squeeze by him if you want to get in
1: yeah, no okay. problem.
3: Right. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so I have can... no problem going in. I I'll, I'll squeeze in. I might not. I probably glower at him a little in an attempt to <laughs> express my disapproval of making us wait outside, but uh, I don't say anything. I just the little narrowing of the eyes as I squeeze by him.
5: Yeah. Okay. Uh, you squeeze by him. He he peeks out and he looks down the street in both directions, and then he. He shuts the door and then he gets the piece of wood again and bars it across the door and and uh, sets some things up against it and and uh, and uh, and, uh, and unlocks a a bolt from his hand crossbow and sets his hand crossbow back down uh, on the other side of the door, um, which you all noticed that he had in his hand, but he wasn't threatening you with it, so it didn't seem like uh, uh, it, it didn't doesn't fit him, let's say that. He doesn't look like a warrior or something like that. Um, but, but you notice that he did have the, the hand crossbow there by the door. Um,
1: I, I thank him for his concern for our safety. <laughs> <And
5: I'll>
3: go, <laughs> <yeah>. Oh, somebody <laughs> thinks the best of people. That is so sweet. <laughs> 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 I don't say anything about you, by the way. I mean...
1: I say it very arrogant. Be, but, uh,
2: it's that nonetheless. <laughs> I mumble a quick sorry and put my clothes back on. <laughs>
3: I bet he's been uh, in that situation uh, before, just... all right. <laughs> okay,
5: bad. he's... Barbarian, we got to get naked. So the uh, the bartender is just sort of looking at you. He's not really asking questions. He's asking questions with his eyes, Uh but he's not asking a direct question. He's just sort of looking. You're fine as Dale. <laughs> he he nods his head and he walks back into the into the kitchen area. Uh, right, and uh, yeah, are
3: there are there tables here, or uh, I mean, is it like a little dining area first, and then some hallways off to the other rooms, or uh,
5: yes? Yeah, so so while out? he's. While he's getting that you're you're looking around and and there's about five or six large round tables um but they all have you know they've got the the sort of stools on top of them there's there's no uh it's not set up like they were gonna do business that day um it's set up as though they closed down and they cleaned everything and just left it that way so all the chairs are on top of the tables um they're all like you know four legged bar stools and uh sure. and the bar is is uh, is stacked with with different crates and boxes by it, and and um, and the kitchen you hear noises going on in there where he's doing something, and and uh, and if Black told you about the young girl, then you obviously know there's more than one person back there. Uh, there is a hallway, and then there's a uh, there's a turning staircase that goes up to what you would assume is is the inn part of the, of the place. Gotcha. Um, it looks. It looks better on the inside than it looked on the outside. It looks like it's really well kept. Uh, it's lit by, um, because all the windows in the front are barred, or are shuttered, uh, it's lit by a, a really huge, couple of really huge um, uh, chandelier-type structures with that have candles in them, and all the candles are lit. And there's a couple of torches... Um, Along the walls, but they're not lit. So the center of the room is really pretty bright right now, but the edges are a little dark because the torches aren't lit. And you would assume that they would like those if they were going to do business that day.
1: Well, okay. I'm in fact, I slipped the information that I found out for myself to these
6: guys,
1: so yeah, they okay.
3: I, uh, I definitely pull down, uh, I, I set us up to sit down. I mean, I, I imagine we're not going anywhere too quick, no matter how much this guy might want to get rid of us. So I pull the stools down. I, I, uh, I actually grab a torch off the wall and, and light it, uh, either by my own fiery means or by touching it to the candelabra in the middle and, uh, put it back on the wall so that the area we're sitting in is, is lit to. And I sit down at one of the stools with my back to the wall facing actually as much as I can, both the way that the innkeeper went and the front door at the same time.
5: Okay, and how tall are you?
3: Uh, as tall as I was, 800 feet tall. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually did make myself quite tall, 6'6", uh, and 280 okay. pounds. Okay, of course, I have a strength sh- of 10, so i fat, I don't know, but there you go.
5: Yeah. Uh, so the the um, I was just asking because the chandelier is quite high. Uh, okay.
3: Well, in that uh, case, it, I, I mean, I yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, I deal in, in almost primarily fire magic, so if I have to just wave my hand over the torch to light it, I do so.
5: Yeah, no, I, I was just, I was just trying to figure out if you were just, if you could just grab a torch off the wall and hold it up, or which you can. If being six six, you've probably got your arms are probably two feet long, and the the torch itself is probably a foot and a half, so you'll have no problem lighting it. Uh, I okay. was just trying to get the visual image in my in my head. Yes. I've been with shadow. He's
3: big enough. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> you stand behind the tea leg that's your new plan? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, 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 can, I can do that.
5: <laughs> okay, so uh, so the bartender comes back, and he's got uh, a couple of pitchers of ale, and uh, he, uh, well, one of them isn't ale. One of them is wine, and, and one of them is a, a, an ale substance, and, and he sets him down, and he doesn't say anything, and he, he walks back into the, kitchen, but this time he comes out really quickly with a tray with a bunch of glasses on it, or, or uh, steins, you know. Um, and he sets them down and uh, and he, he walks over to the bar and he, he picks up one of the bar stools by the bar and he takes it back to the table and he sits and he pours himself a mug of, of the wine and he takes a drink and he says, this is a locally grown wine. It's good. You should try
0: some. Uh-huh.
3: Uh. So what kind of <laughs> instant will. mistrust for some reason? Uh, yeah, so
0: insight
2: check. To see.
3: Yeah. I was well, somewhat Yeah. I'm definitely not insightful either. Uh. So I guess insight would be sense motive from someone else. I would just my my first uh instinct is actually to check the wine. Um, I've already
4: my glass. So I'm I'm pouring another one. <laughs>
3: yeah, <it's, laughs> And before we can, before anyone can check anything, the cleric has helped himself to two. That's fantastic.
1: No, it's <laughs> good. I say to the innkeeper, uh, a game for chance. We've been on the road. Let, let us play a game. And I throw five gold coins on the table. The winner should uh, will get the five gold coins. Fair enough.
5: What game is this that you would like to play?
1: It's a game of chance of
5: at the will. How is this game played?
1: He says, uh I pull out a, a little vial of water or a little bit of cantina water and I and I grab the two glasses and I uh, of wine and I pretend to pour the w- the water in the wine so he can't see it. And I and I mix the cup around and I set it down. Whichever one drinks first uh shall win.
3: I have a question. Does the innkeeper look Sicilian? Just offhand. Yeah, there
1: you go. <laughs> really <Yeah>.
3: important. <laughs>
1: but I'm not just in the drink. I'm just making it think. I'm making him think that I am.
3: Right, I got you. Now oh. Uh.
5: He says. Um, he says, "Are you afraid of drinking?" My wine? was well, he's, he's, he's really puzzled. Yeah, uh, that would be insulting. Why would I?
1: Why would I be afraid of that? I just, uh, you know, when people offer wine, they usually offer a story, and you did not. You just wanted to get the drink. So maybe a game is in order, a drinking game.
5: Well, I sense that you all have a story as well, and you're not offering your story either. So I offered the drink. Why don't you offer the story?
1: Sure, I can offer the story. Let's
5: play the game. It is no time for games.
1: Okay, very well. I pick up the ale and I drink my ale, not the
5: wine.
4: I'll drink your wine. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you will. No, I'm sure it tastes good. I'm sure it (laughs) tastes good. Uh, he, he
5: he says, um, he says, what, why did you come to our little town?
1: We sensed you needed
5: us.
3: Oh, God. Okay.
5: <laughs> bluff check. Yeah, you might want to bluff that.
3: Uh, oh. I'm going to roll a bluff check, too, uh, just to, uh, probably, sadly, to fail horribly, because bluff is, is not a strong skill, because something has to keep me from having utter surprise show on my face there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he says that, my eyebrows shoot up, and I'm like, what? <laughs> really?
1: I mean, we're in the business of doing good. We just did good in a village a uh, few days travel, so he says you needed us, so we're here.
5: Uh, he says, well, we do actually need something, Mm. but I'm not quite sure what.
1: But the cleric knows.
4: Yeah, what wine,
1: then? At this point, he needs more wine.
5: (laughs) (laughs) So, I'll I'll just, uh... We'll cut this short and say, he, he proceeds to tell you, uh, haltingly proceeds to tell you a story, and you find out that three days ago, a large force came into the town and uh, killed a bunch of people and dragged them away. Uh, And um, it's not that the town has never been raided or anything like that. They have been raided upon occasion. In the history of the town, it's been said about once every five or ten years there's a big orc raid or a big kobold raid or something like that. But... um, This raid started with a a group of elves coming into town and acting friendly and getting to know a bunch of people and gathering their trust and and gathering a lot of the people in the inn. And and they had lots of gold and they were buying drinks for a lot of the people and they had gathered almost probably 80% of the males between the ages of 10 and 25 in the tavern telling stories and... Um, about a day went by and, and the next the next morning there were more elves uh, and that afternoon uh, the town was raided by a large group of elves and there were some Elydrin thrown in uh, and they killed they were doing the same thing they were drinking and offering to buy drinks for everyone and they were in the tavern and they had gathered a large group of men in the tavern men, townsmen uh, and they Killed a bunch of them and uh, took a bunch of them off with them, and they they didn't kill any women or children, but they uh, they injured a lot of the men, and they killed some of the men, and then they took a lot of the men. So the town is um, has lost about 30% of its men, some of them kidnapped, some of them killed, some of them very injured, um, and they are really, really, really scared. Uh, because it took them off guard, they've never known um, elves to be to be like that. They, they've never known elves or eldrin. and of course they're next to this they're you know they're relatively close to the great Dam forest. so they are used to trusting elves and eldrin and um, this has completely destroyed their trust they No one's worked in the field for four days. Uh no one's really come out of their house since. They're they're all really, really scared because they don't they don't know uh they don't know what, what's going on. Um and uh he's he's afraid and uh he's scared for his daughter, but uh he you know, he tells you he only opened the door because she said to open the door.
1: <laughs> well, she's a smart lady. Well, there's two things wrong with your your theory. There, first of all, I'm suspicious of everything, and second, we're human. Well, except for the people.
3: Except for the
6: people. (laughs) What do you need
1: us to do, sir? You need some help. You need us to go find out where your uh, the men of the village are. Maybe they're off making half
6: elves. Oh.
5: uh. So what you're suggesting I mean, is... On se- so wait, wait, so who voted this seven guy seven the
3: mouth blacks. of the party? This is the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
3: You know, I think that's why Black has, has managed to stay with the party for so long, because he talks so fast that none of us can really pin him down, and uh, at this point I think we've all resigned ourselves to just letting him run his mouth.
2: Well, I because- ask uh, if... Go ahead. I ask if, they're- if the elves... If they've noticed any movement from the elves, like out in the fields, if they notice them sort of looking like they've made some sort of temporary settlement somewhere near, or if they uh, if there's been a lot more movement from them that doesn't seem natural,
5: he says no. Well, first of all, they haven't they've since um, they haven't really come out of their houses. So the first thing is. Uh, it's not like elves would frequently visit the town anyway. It's just that every once in a while there would be one traveling either on their way to the forest or from the forest, and they never caused any harm, which was why they had trust in the elves when they showed up. Um, the second thing is they all feel really ashamed that they were so stupid because they should have noticed that a huge group of elves in eladrin would not be coming there. Um And so that that should have struck them as strange, but, you know, they were just, they were trusting people. So, well, not anymore, but they were. Um, The second thing is, since it happened, they haven't really uh, come out and worked in the fields or done their normal day-to-day things. In fact, uh, apparently a caravan came in two days ago and they wanted to trade and have a market and all that uh, in the town, and and they refused. They told them to move on and go... um, to another place uh, because they didn't want to deal with it, and they sent two two of the two of the men in town got really upset, and they went to go to the forest to find out you know if they could rescue someone or something or find any clues and uh, They never returned. They left a couple of days ago after the caravan left. they sort of went with the caravan um, and they were their plan was to branch off when the caravan turned and to go around the forest. they were going to branch off and go into the forest to find out what happened. Uh, and they haven't returned yet.
3: Okay, so perhaps so, we might be able to find the This is Jenny speaking. We might be able to find the uh, the caravan at least as a as a good starting place for unraveling this and uh, earning least, the, the oh, right. trust and respect of these people.
1: If we can go to the road where we think they branched off. That'd be a good start, for sure.
2: I was thinking that maybe we could even spend a couple of days here. You know, half of us would, you know, say, well, we can offer, uh, you know, guard services. If, so they can go out and resume their life as normal with, you know, the big bulking, uh, adventures with them. And then the other, the other half of us could try and gain information about where the elves are might be, or where they might've taken the townspeople. And then, after a few days, we could, you know, make a larger exploration.
3: Well, so, I have to tell you that uh, that Nikolai won't stick around to guard these people because, frankly, if they're not, if they're too much of a sissy to, to uh, stand up and guard themselves, I'm not exactly uh, inclined to help them with that. So, uh, <laughs> if someone is feels like staying behind, it's not going to be me. So. But
1: that you know, that's how we regain our reputation by guarding sissies, Nikolai. I mean. That's, that's what it all boils down to, right? We protect those who can't
3: protect themselves. I would cliche. rather teach them to protect themselves than to stand around and guard them, uh, till the end of time. Well so then,
2: they, well then you, while, uh, while say I go out to the fields with the other, uh, farmers and things and help them plant, you could maybe start forming a militia and do rudimentary training
6: for them.
3: Well, the, the, they should. Sh, well, sorry, uh, they should have a militia if they really get raided every five to ten years. That's yeah. frequently enough for them to have some people. And it seems like a lot of their fighters were carried off, which is part of the reason they don't feel like they can defend themselves. So, uh, okay, it so, seems more yeah. important to me to recover the militia they have than to try to waste a bunch of time trying to train people who weren't good enough to be in the militia in the first place. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna end here. Uh, and you can think about and talk about over email and all that how you want to do it Uh, and uh, and uh, we'll have to schedule another session
0: so The Guild of Geeks would like to thank Wizards of the Coast for producing 4th edition Dungeons and Dragons Our opening music was utilized via a creative Commons license from freesound.org and it was performed by Van Westfold We would also like to thank you, the listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.